everybody and welcome to this week's bonus podcast. Um, I'm Michael. I'm Gemma. And this week we're going to be talking about the countless conquests of Ken Barlow. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we, we have already done a character profile of Ken, but this time we're going to be focusing um, on the, the ladies of his life, the love of his life and the... Uh, yeah, the, the Just many, the totty. Many, yeah, bits of totty that have uh, passed the passed through his, his bedroom door. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. What, what a Randy Hogg get that Ken Barlow is, eh? And he's at it again at the moment with uh, with Martha and Wendy, which is why we thought it would be a good idea to to have a look back at his um, his romantic history today. So, um, uh, the, the idea for this... Um, I wanted to talk about all of the different uh, women that he's, he's snogged and bedded and married and all that kind of thing. But uh, I, I wasn't sure how to, to really get this, to turn kicked it off. into a, yeah, to get it kicked off. Because there's been so many, I didn't want it to just be like us reading loads and loads and loads of different mini character profiles of all these ladies. Um, so I thought we'd try something a little bit different. Um, which is where our special guest comes in this evening. So um, that's, mm. we are going to get um, some of the Ken, some of Ken's minor conquests out the way first with the help of Ellie Mulvaney, who is very well known for playing Amy Barlow on Coronation Street. Now, she's been on the podcast a couple of times already this year, but she very kindly um, agreed to join us again uh, this evening to, to, to see... Well, we wanted to see how much she knew, Yeah, because a lot we? of the times... People are in the dark about what their granddad or grandma got up to. That's probably for the best, really. I don't think a lot of the times you want to know, really. No, you don't. But I, I, I wanted to know what she knew. Mm. So I've invited her on the podcast and uh, we played a little game, which you'll be able to hear in a minute. And um, and then after that, we'll come back and, and it'll be Gemma and I talking about um, everyone else, really. Yeah, go on. So um, here to kick us off is Ellie Mulvaney. And uh, she's going to be playing a game of Snogged Married or avoided. So for the next part of the podcast, I'm joined by Ellie Mulvaney, who of course plays Amy on the, on Coronation Street. Hello, how are you doing? Hello, I'm very, very good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Nice to see you. This is like your third podcast appearance this year, isn't it? I know, I'm very, very lucky to be invited on so many times, because oh, obviously the, the I love coming online. on, it's always great fun, <laughs> so I love it. Yeah, well, no, we're, we're not here to talk about Amy today, though, are we? We're here to talk about that randy granddad of yours, Ken Varley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, you know, quite a few notches on his bedpost, and uh, he's up to his old tricks again, isn't he, now, with, uh, with Wendy and Martha? Yeah, I mean, Ken's got game. Ken has got game. He's, he's not oh. lost it, and, you know, still going, isn't he? He's still going strong, yeah. So um, what, what we're going to do today, Ellie, is I've, I've invited you on so you can see how well you know your family history. We're going to have a game that I'm calling Snogged, Married or Avoided. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea behind this is going to be that I'm going to read out a character's name and a, a little brief summary of their relationship with Ken. However, some of them aren't actually about Ken at all. Okay? You okay. Got, you switched on for this. So if you think... Yeah. If you think I'm describing an old girlfriend of Ken's, you need to say snogged. If you think he took her up the aisle, you have to say married. And if you think Ken was actually never romantically involved with her at all, you have to say avoided. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm going to try my very, very best, but I don't think I'm going to be good at this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll give, give you a, This is an example. This, this isn't going to count as one, but this, just to make you, you know, feel that maybe you can do it. So example, Deirdre Langton. Now, Deirdre was a good friend of Ken during her marriage to Ray. And after that relationship falls apart, she and Ken get together. 
However, she soon begins to find life with him boring and finds excitement in the arms of Mike Baldwin. So, snogged, married or avoided? Married. Yes. <laughs> yes. So that, that's how it's going to work. <laughs> that was the easiest one on here, Ellie. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Oh, okay. okay. We'll it's going to get you... harder. <laughs> it will, it will. Hopefully our listeners are playing along at home as well. But, um... Yes, hopefully. And hopefully <laughs> to get as many wrong as I do. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost going kind of chronologically-ish. So we're going right back to the 60s to start with. So number one, this lady is called Marion Lund. Okay, so Ken woos this librarian at Manchester University when he's a student, despite an 11 year age gap. Things soon fizzle out, though, when he discovers she's engaged to a lecturer. What do you reckon? Um, I mean, that definitely sounds like something that Ken would do. Mm -hmm. But the name is not ringing any bells. That's probably because it's from 60 years ago. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say snogged. You're right. Well done. That was a snog. Yes. So she appeared in the show in 1961 and 1963. And then in 2008, she came back. It was a different actress, but um, she had a bit of a reunion with uh, with him. And she currently holds okay. the record for the longest time between appearances of a character on Coronation Street. Oh, cool. Oh, a, little bit, a little bit of trivia for you there. Yeah, um, next one up. Fun fact. Yeah, there it is. Oh, I'm, I'm full <laughs> of those this evening, Ali. You just wait. You just wait. <laughs> next up, we got Jackie Marsh. Okay, so Jackie is a reporter from the local paper who embarks on an affair with Ken, despite him accusing her of writing like a Victorian lady novelist. He plans to go away on a secret weekend with her, but uh, he thinks it's uh, she. He, he thinks better of it and stays with his wife instead. Oh, I think this one's going to be snogged. It is snogged as well. Yes, yes. Because I know I remember that he was like a journalist at some point. He was because. Yeah. Yeah, because Daniel does something very similar and we were having a conversation about it being very similar to Ken's journey in life as well, like being a journalist and then being a teacher. Exactly right. Well done. Two out of two so far. Next up, we have got Valerie Tatlock. So Valerie meets Ken when she comes to Coronation Street to live with her uncle Albert. Her time on the street comes to a tragic end, though, when she electrocutes herself when trying to plug a hairdryer into a faulty plug socket. Snogged, married or avoided. I think I know this one. I think this one's married. It is a married, yes. Well yes. done. Good job. Good job. Well done. Brief I very, three. very vividly remember the hairdryer incident. Yeah, they like to they like to put that one on the clip shows, don't they? Yeah, they, and also it's always mentioned. I feel like there was an, a reference to it the other week. Yeah. Like very recently, because I remember reading it and thinking, oh, and then watching <laughs> the video and going, oh. Yeah, exactly that. Right, and played by um Anne Reed, who's uh, is still going strong now. Oh, cool. Mm. Um, and of course, that was uh, that was Peter and Susan's mum as well. So. Yes. Right. Next yes, up, we've got Yvonne Chapel. So she was a hotel receptionist that Ken gets talking to during a stay at the Baytree Hotel. He ends up proposing to her on a day out at the canal, but she turns him down. Oh, um, again, this one is not ringing any bells. This is going to have to be a guess. Go for it. Um, I'm going to guess avoided. 
Oh, that's a snog, Telly. Sorry. Ah, Another one. I knew, I knew I was going to get one wrong. There's right? definitely going to be more going, going wrong after this. <laughs> so, it's all so downhill Ken, from here. Ken met Yvonne like days after Valerie's death, his first wife's death. And although it wasn't until later in the year that they started dating, um, Yvonne could clearly see he was just like looking for a replacement wife or a substitute mother for the twins, which is why she turned down his proposal. Right, right. Okay, next up. Janice Stubbs. So Ken has an affair with Janice, who's a waitress who works at the cafe with Emily Bishop. Emily finds out about the affair and tells Deirdre, who throws Ken out and tells him to stay away from Tracy. Oh, I really want this one to be true. So I'm going to say snogged. It's an avoid. That's my first avoid. So Although Deirdre was the woman that was cheated on here, that was actually her first husband, Ray, who had the affair. Oh, right. Yeah. These are so difficult. It's it's all a good guessing (laughs) game, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Okay, Marjorie Proctor is next. So um, although we don't ever see her on screen whilst the affair is going on, Ken has an affair with Marjorie in secret in 1983, and and he is involved in a car accident after falling asleep at the wheel on the way back from seeing her one night. What do you think? Gonna say avoided. That is avoided, yeah. That was not yes. Ken we're talking about there. Yeah. Uh, that was um that was actually Len Fairclough's bit on the side when he was married to Rita, and uh, he was killed oh, in cool. a crash. Yeah, he fa- it was a fatal car crash. So uh, good job that one wasn't Ken. Yes, thank God for that. <laughs> what would it do? Found my granddad. I know. The next one is Norma Ford. So this corner shop assistant pursues Ken in the early 70s and they date for a little while, but he's got no real interest in anything long term with her. And she gives up when she realises that he's just on the rebound. Snogged, married or avoided? I'm going to say snogged. You're right to say snogged. Well done. Perfect. Yeah. So um, Norma first got close to Ken when he agreed to give her English lessons. So I was waiting. Love it. Mm. Love and, it. Um, it, when he realised this, and um, he wasn't dating her at that point, he let her down in the form of a poem. So, you know, romantic these, still. These, these days you get dumped by text, back then, yeah. with a poem. Yeah. Only typical Literally. Ken, that, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> right. I think that's so sweet, though. Like in a down in a nice way. <laughs> so, next up, we've got Gaynor Burton. Okay, so after meeting Gaynor at an after-hours drinking session... Um, Ken and her get amorous in the back room of the Rovers until the party ends at 3am. And at work the next day, he has to discipline her for being late, despite he himself being the cause. Oh, this one this one sounds real. This one sounds real. I'm going to say is, snogged. That is a snogged, yeah. Well done. Perfect. Yes. You're doing well. You're doing better than... I'm, you're yeah, doing. I'm doing a lot better than I thought I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Ken and Gaynor and... Um, end up just like not speaking of the incident again. Ken says, I want to keep my personal and professional life separate. And and that was that. Always best. Right, next up, here's a name you'll recognize. Emily Nugent. So, Emily, future bishop. Emily takes advantage of it being a leap year and proposes to Ken, although ends up jilting him at the altar when she realizes she doesn't actually love him. So, did Emily snog, marry, or avoid Ken? I'm going to say avoid. You are right to say that, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Emily, I feel that's... like 
feel like I'd remember if it was Ken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emily and Ken, just good friends. Um, but that story did happen. There was a guy called Leonard Swindley, who was Emily's boss at yeah. the drapery she worked at. So, um, yeah, not Ken, though. Well done. Oof. Next one. Wendy Nightingale. Not Wendy Crozier, Wendy Nightingale. So Wendy okay. walked out on her husband, Roger, in April 1976 after one of her friends has told him that she's having an affair with Ken. So Roger comes around the house, punches Ken and takes Wendy home. So she ends up returning to Ken's to live with him for a few weeks. What do you reckon? Ooh, I feel like I've definitely seen a lot of clips of Ken getting punched. Yeah. But it's just whether it's the same thing. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna hazard a guess. Uh, snogged. Yes, you're right to say snogged. Yes. Well done. He's he snogged a lot of women in in this uh, in his life. He hasn't has. He? That's what I was just thinking. I was like, there's so many people who he's either had an affair with, or has kissed, or has married. Like this is this and is mad. He clearly, he, clearly has, he clearly has a thing for Wendy's as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, this particular Wendy ended up going back to her husband when she realised that living in a backstreet terrace wasn't quite as appealing as her uh, middle class lifestyle. Ah, uh, <laughs> Too much of a snob for Ken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Next up, Irma Ogden. So I'm sure you know the Ogden family. Ooh, yes. Hilda and Stan. So this is Irma, their daughter. So despite his misgivings about the Ogdens being common, Ken dates Stan and Hilda's daughter Irma, who she thinks will offer, will offer her a steady relationship. And when the rest of the street visit the Blue John Mines in 1965, Ken and Irma stay above ground and frolic in the nearby fields. What do you reckon? Oh, I'm going to say snogged. That's an avoided. Oh, no. I wanted that one to be true. That one's only oh. really nice. It is nice, and it is linked to your family, because this is actually Ken's brother, David, who um, ended up marrying oh. Irma. Yeah, so, uh, oh, right. Yeah, Irma and David dated um, in the 60s, and they ended up emigrating to Australia, but um, sadly, he and their son are killed in a car crash, so... Uh, oh. Tragic stuff. Gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for you to That's reveal so something about your family tree there. And I was thinking, oh, my God. <laughs> See, they say Corrie's too dark family. these days, but, you know, even back in the I 60s... I know, look at it back then. Tragic car crashes. Okay, yeah. next one. Janet Reed. So after incurring the wrath of Elsie Howard after her affair with husband Alan, Janet sets her sights on Ken. She plots to send Peter and Susan off to boarding school as she's not interested in being a mum to them and eventually she gets bored with him and leaves after eight months. Snogged, married or avoided? I'm going to say snogged. That is a married. Married? I know, that is a shock. Wow, that that. Yeah. I know. So this is um, Ken's second wife, Janet. They married in 1973 and it came as a bit of a surprise to viewers because it happened off screen. They were they were together for a, a little bit and then they went off to Scotland, came back to Weatherfield, married, and she eventually, another tragic end, she eventually dies after overdosing on sleeping pills when Re Ken, Ken refuses to take her back. Oh. And there you go. Well, you see, I remembered the name Janet. I just mm. couldn't remember whether you know they'd actually got married because this is this is the thing when there's so many weddings. I know, you do just I know. Set your mind. I think that's one that you know a lot of people, a lot of Corrie viewers don't know about. I mean, Deirdre obviously everybody knows about, and and yeah. Valerie's a fairly famous one partly because she's played by Anne Reid in, in the first wife. But yeah, Janet yeah. was a very short-lived marriage there. Yeah. Okay. Next one we have a lady called Myra Dickinson. Okay, so she was a typist who falls for Ken easily leading him on as he's on the rebound from another relationship. 
and their own relationship ends up getting into trouble when she gets addicted to buying things on higher purchase in the catalogues, which causes the couple major financial difficulties. What do you reckon? Mm. I'm going to say snogged. That's an avoided, I'm afraid. <gasps> yeah, no, Myra Dickinson, nothing to do with Ken. He was actually the, she was actually the wife of a character called Jerry Booth um, back in the, in the 60s. And um, yeah, so not Ken, unfortunately, that time. But the, okay, it was know, going so well. <laughs> I know, and I've I've kind of I've kind of mostly got your scores written down. But I think I've forgotten to write some of them down. But you've you've got more right than you got wrong so far. So you're yeah, doing, I think you're so. doing well. And I think you know, we're over the halfway mark and everything now. Right, next one. Here's another name that you know. Character that's still on the street, Rita. So Rita Littlewood, Ooh. as she was back then. So on the rebound from Len in 1973, Rita flirts with Ken and invites him for dinner with her in the cabin flat. And they end up spending the night together, despite Ken also being involved romantically with Norma Ford at the time. So, Rita, the sweet old cabin shop lady, snogged, married or avoided, Ken. I'm going to say snogged. <laughs> You're absolutely right, she did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I know, it's like uh, nobody would ever know, would they? I think they mentioned it recently. Um a couple of months ago on the show, but I think that's a, a bit of a secret one. Because um, eventually, because Ken's going out with this Norma Ford at the time, his uncle Albert shames Ken into going to visit Scotland to, uh, to, to see the twins for a bit because he's he's really not keen on how you know Ken has treated Norma. And Ken does yeah. this and he says to Albert, look, can you apologise to Rita on my behalf? And, and Albert doesn't <laughs> because he just wants to completely cut all ties between Ken and Rita. So there we go. Right, next up, we've got a lady called Carol Burns, okay? So this is a divorcee who Ken embarks on an affair with in the late 80s, blaming Deirdre's coldness and lack of affection towards him when he's eventually caught out. So he later returns to Deirdre, and when Carol confronts her at a party, Deirdre stands by her man, leading the dejected Carol to slap Ken and walk out of his life for good. Ooh, this sounds a good one. I'm, I'm going to say snogged. Sadly not. That is an avoided. That is an no. avoided. So, yeah, so Carol Burns was um, a client of Alan Bradley's. Now, Alan Bradley very famously got knocked down by that Blackpool tram. So he'd actually been cheating yes. on Rita with uh, with Carol back in the late 80s. So ah, all that happened, right. just not to Ken and Deirdre. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, next up, Sally Waterman. Okay, so this was a newspaper reporter. I mean, yeah, as we said before, we know that mm. Ken was, you know, involved in newspapers. So a newspaper reporter who first dates Billy Walker, which Ken doesn't like because he's got feelings for her too. However, Sally and Ken kiss, but Ken decides to stay with Deirdre. What do you reckon? I'm going to say snogged. You're right to say snog. They absolutely did. Yeah. So this was uh, this was in the 80s. And after Deirdre finds out about the relationship, Sally offers to quit the paper, uh, which is Ken owns the paper at the time. But he keeps her on yes. figuring that they're mature enough to keep things professional. And uh, eventually she goes and works at a rival paper anyway. So, yeah, that was that was another bit on the side for Ken. Oh, Deirdre Barlow. I know. I know. I wonder if she ended up leaving him. Right. We've got, <laughs> we've got three left, Ellie. Num uh, next one is um, another uh, famous Corrie name, Alma. So Alma Sedgwick, as she mm -hmm. was back then. So the future Mrs. Baldwin meets Ken at a Spanish evening class. And they date for a while, but she eventually returns to Mike. What do you think? Oh, I'm going to say 
married. That is not a married. That's a snog. <laughs> just he's not married many people, to be honest. I had to put that in there just just for the theme of the quiz. But yeah, I was just thinking that was like we've not had a married in a while. We yeah, just no. throw it in there. <laughs> he, he's no he's no Steve McDonald. He's only had three wives. Not like your dad. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of weddings I've been to of just my dad, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. So Ken Ken did snog Alma, but he dumped her after she admits that she spent Christmas Day with Mike. And, um, and six months later, uh, uh, yeah, she and Mike are married. Right, penultimate one, Lucy Richards. So this is a florist mm -hmm. who catches Ken's eye when he's buying a bouquet for another woman he's seeing at the time. And despite promising Lucy that she's the only one for him, he actually starts two-timing her. She eventually finds out about this deception and confronts him in the Rovers, telling him she never wants to see him again. What do you think? I'm gonna say snogged. That's a that's an avoid, I'm afraid. Ah. So Lucy Richards was actually Peter Barlow's wife, Lucy, who he was bigamously married to. So that's um that's Simon's mum. Right. And obviously Simon's still on the street to, today. So yeah, Peter was going out with Lucy and Shelley at the same time. Right. Last one. See, it becomes Last obvious one. where you explain it. <laughs> now we're we're on my scorecard, we're we're almost neck and neck at the moment. So I, I might have missed some, but it could I'm all doing, come I'm down. I'm doing better than I thought I was. You are I doing very, very be. well. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're not, you told me before we started recording, you've not done any revision for this. So no. I'm, I'm impressed. So last one. Can you, can you get this final one right? Sue Jeffers. So this is Ken's boss at work who leans on Ken for support after her husband leaves her. And after rowing with Deirdre one day, Ken has a drink with Sue and one thing leads to another. Deirdre ends up interrupting the pair in bed. Snogged, Ooh. married, or avoided? I am going to say snogged. You are right to say snogged. Yes. Well done, yeah. So Snoo, uh, Sue was the head teacher at the school that Ken taught at. And um, she ends up getting accused of favouritism because there's like redundancies at the school and Ken manages to avoid the acts. And um, so that's all... all uh, yeah, very uh, scandalous. Oh, very exciting. Yeah, so that's fantastic. Look, you've, on my scorecard, you've got at least 10 right here. So the, I'm proud of that. I'm really good. proud you, of you that. You have done a good job, and I, I hope you've learned something today as well. Oh, definitely. I think I've learned that I need to have words with Ken. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I know, I know. But as I say, he's uh, yeah, still going strong 62 yeah. years later. So uh, good for him. Yeah, no one can deny that Ken Barlow has game. Absolutely. Like seriously, I, I hope we're all just as passionate as he is when we uh, when we reach that uh, that golden age. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Ellie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again today. It's been lovely speaking to you, and um, having a bit of fun playing the game as well. So, thank you. Oh, definitely. Well, thank you for having me on again, and also teaching me a little bit about Ken's past. I don't I don't know whether I'm. Um, like excited or concerned i think it's a bit because <laughs> well, obviously next, it's really funny yeah, next, but... next time oh? you see bill you go and tell him that you know all his secrets yeah <laughs> like excuse me i think there should definitely be a scene of amy finding out yeah. all these past girlfriends and going what yeah <laughs> right i will let okay. you go thank you very much again for coming on the podcast and to wrap it up see Brilliant. ya thank you so much see you later bye bye 
<laughs> that was really good fun. I thought that was wow. good. I thought that was she a... did, she, I think she did better than me because you tested me. I, I, I don't yeah, think I've run you this. Wrote... I did run this test on Gemma afterwards. See, the, one of the we kind of came up with the idea of doing this game over the weekend, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll ask Gemma. And I thought, oh no, Gemma's going to know too many. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I I think Ellie was impressed with the score that she got, but I thought oh, she's she's not going to know them all. And it's kind of it's no fun if they know them all. But Gemma's definitely going to know all of these. Are for you sure. kidding? <laughs> well, I didn't know because I think we had. Um, you know we, what I'm like with names, though. Yeah. But the thing is, we we I we'd kind of read a bit an, an article or something over the weekend about it, so you heard, you'd heard it, and then I thought, oh, I can't give you the quiz now because we've already talked about it a little bit. But um, yeah, just before we started recording this evening, um, I played you um Ellie's go with it, and you you played along with her, and I think it was you know fairly evenly matched, weren't you? Yeah, <laughs> it's because it's because the, some of the questions were like, this is a familiar situation, mm. but it wasn't to do with Ken or this name is the wrong name, but the yeah. So you did a good yeah. job of um, coming up with tricksy questions. Well, I, I really want to know how all the listeners got on at home with this one as well. So please do write in and tell there us your scores. There were definitely quite a few where I answered and I was like, oh no, I should have known that one. <laughs> oh, that's obvious. Yeah, so anyway, thank you very much, Ali. And uh, we're going to carry on the discussion now about Ken. Um, who I mean, it's it's funny that Ken's got a bit of a reputation as being a ladies' man, but if you compare him to to William Roach himself, <laughs> if he is to be believed, he's a bit of a um, you know, he's it, nothing, is he? Small fry. I mean, I I don't know whether this is to be believed or not, but apparently, according to an, an interview he did with Pierre Morgan, Piers um, Morgan, 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 sorry, Pierre Morgan, Piers Morgan, uh, ten years ago, William Roach confessed to sleeping with a thousand women. I don't think the word confessed is correct. Bragged, maybe. <laughs> because I mean, this is a thing. He lived in the sixties, and I think they were all at it in the sixties, weren't they? As as far as I as far as I understand, because well, I, I found this kind of interesting article in in the Mail that talked about the fact that um, with Corrie starting in nineteen sixty, that was also the year that the pill went on sale. I'd never really considered like how long the the female contraceptive pill has been there on the market but that was obviously the start of the the swinging 60s and the whole sexual revolution thing and the the male article was um just drawing parallels i suppose and saying what a thoroughly modern man ken is mm. would, you, would you would you reckon is he reflective of the times i guess it makes sense yeah not that you were around in the 60s, of course, but from, from what we from know what about it anyway. I remember of that, yeah. yeah. The article was also going on about um, marriage as well and stuff and, and saying, oh, back then, 2.6% um, of marriages end in divorce. Whereas now it's 42% of marriages well, that end in divorce. It's shocking. Well, that just makes me think, I know you think, oh no, it's terrible now and more people get divorced. I'm just thinking all those poor people stuck in horrible marriages that they couldn't get out of. All mm. these people trapped, especially women trapped, because they couldn't get out. They didn't have a job. They couldn't mm. yeah. escape. So well, I think, good. <laughs> more, more divorce. Yeah, well, I mean, Ken's, I guess, only had one divorce over over the years, hasn't Just he? Just wait for him to die. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. He is a bit of a black widow on the street. I, I kind of would like to know... Um, how, how does his romantic list, how does his notches on the bedpost compare to some of the other characters on the street? Because he's always the one who's, you know, say, look how many look how many girls he's had. But I bet there's a few other you know, players on the street who've got comparable numbers. I wouldn't say Ken is famous now for being a Lothario. You reckon? I don't think a lot of people think of him that way. 
Because he's an older man. Well, um, may, maybe now after listening ageist, to, to this they? this episode, and we've got a lot more to come, um, they're going to change their minds about but it and realise. Thinking about that sort of thing, more people are going to say, oh, it's Steve McDonald because he's had so many wives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, but you don't need to marry him, I do don't, you, Ken? I wouldn't say, show, I don't think that, that Steve has had quite so many partners as, as Ken did. But I mean, looking at that, Adam Barlow, they had that earlier in the year, didn't they? This year with the story with him and, and Lydia and the fact that he was, he'd apparently had so many women when he was at university he that she was just a, yeah, a blip on his radar. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think... I think it must be out of all the characters that we've seen on screen and, and in a relationship, Ken must be uh, must be number one. But um, so I, I want to talk about some of the others because even though we had what fifteen, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen—I can't remember—of um, Ken's lovers in that little quiz with Ellie, there's a lot more that we haven't talked about. But I think before we get on to them, um, we should have a have a little chat about his his marriages. So um, Valerie Barlow is uh, how many how many marriages did Ken have? Three marriages. Right. Three. Okay. Valerie, first... ja- uh, Janet, and Deirdre. Yeah. So his first wife, Valerie. Um, she's my. She. I think actually. People are oh my gosh, you're not going to say it, are you? She is my favourite wife. <laughs> I know everyone loves Deirdre, but I don't think they were suited to each other. Valerie, um, though, I think that she was on, on a level I think Ken. I think they were. I mean, she wasn't as academic as, as he was. Yeah, but women didn't really have as many opportunities in the 60s and before then to be academic. No, but even though she didn't have book smarts, she, she was still very she did. intelligent. I just don't think she had a piece of paper that said you're you're a smart lady mm. so um they they met she he was a recent graduate from manchester university and they went on a date to see tchaikovsky a cultural can very intelligent <laughs> and they got married in 1962 but then she left him for teacher dave robbins in 19 in the same year after ken rejected her because he wanted to get promotion and um, she wanted to help him. And he's like, no, I don't need your help. And then he's complaining that she doesn't understand him. No, it's, I think it was more a case of after he didn't get the promotion, she was like saying, oh, let me support you. And, and he's no. Like, no, I don't, I don't need I would be you. miserable. Yeah. So, so I remember, I can't remember what we were talking about recently, but I was saying, oh, I think Valerie, I think Valerie's death is what set Ken on the, mm. on the, uh, the road to, to naughtiness. But actually, I, I think... Uh, I'm probably not, I don't know enough about Valerie and Ken because they got to a lot of kind of naughty dalliances, didn't they? Yeah, well, I think Valerie tried to because um, well, Dave Dave didn't want Valerie when she, she had left. to go back. Yeah, because I, th- I think Dave had been kind of mixed up with Ken because they were... I've I got a, fa- a hazy memory of something I've read and not even seen. There was something about like a girl that got knocked over outside the school and, and I think it was Ken and Dave that were trying to campaign to... Get, you know, make it a lower speed limit or something and, and that's how he came into the programme but yeah he, he wasn't interested in Valerie in the end so she tried to leave Ken but um, unsuccessfully so Ken takes her back and then she leaves him again because he has an affair with the reporter Jackie Marsh but then he's that's like heard from the quiz. sorry I <laughs> promise I won't do it again and then um, he gets he gets involved. He, in the very first episode, he was getting involved in Ban the Bomb and uh, War Protest. Was he protest. in the first episode? I know that he was doing it a little bit like in the early 60s, but it, was, it very soon became... Um, Student protest. Yeah. Um, and he gets in trouble because he gets involved in an anti-Vietnam protest. And he gets fined. 
I don't know why he got fined. Well, he he got he got out of choice. He could either no. I mean, why did he get fined? No, no, he guilty? didn't. He didn't get fined. He could have got fined, but he chose to go to prison yes. instead. You're not understanding me. Why? Just because of getting involved in an anti-Vietnam yeah, process. Is it illeg- illegal to say I don't agree with the Vietnam War? Uh, if you're holding a placard, it is, and going rah, 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 which is what Ken was doing, apparently. But yes, Michael, you have written it down here. I can read <laughs> that he goes to prison instead of paying a fine. Yes. And but, she gets a bit knocked with him. Yeah, yeah, because she's she's left um, looking after the kids. I, I think, I can't remember, I don't know what, what when exactly this happened, whether Peter and Susan were around then, but yeah, she's literally left in, in charge of the household while he sticks to his principles. And and Ken has always been quite a, a principled guy, apart from, I guess, all of the, all of the affairs about. and shagging about that he does, exactly. But yeah, when it comes to politics, you can't sway him. And it's uh, funny he's how like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to get fined, I'm going to... There's a lot of people like that in politics, isn't there? Yes, there are. Very principled, apart from when it comes to shagging about. Yeah. So there there were, you know, a couple of times like that when Ken and Valerie didn't quite see eye to eye with things and they had their little breakups. But on the whole, I think they're remembered as a fairly happy couple. Pretty stable, I think. Yeah. As far as it, you can be in a soap. Yeah, and we, we haven't seen loads of them either. I mean, we've watched some of the classic yeah. episodes from the 1960s. Um, I, I was never, and this was only a few years ago, but in in their early years, I wasn't a big fan of them together. But you, I think you enjoyed them more than I did, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I like Val. You, you're right that she was definitely on more of an, an even footing with him in terms of brains, just, yeah, yeah but, but more more street smarts rather than book smarts. And, and she didn't know. Ha- and the fact that she would stand up to him. She didn't have street smarts because she wouldn't have electrocuted herself with a hairdryer if she did. <laughs> oh, that's so tragic. That's how she died. Yeah, Everyone one of the, knows. Uh, yeah, even Ellie knew that earlier. One of the early tragedies of the street. Oh, so and, that's the end of yeah, that. Yeah, that, that is the end. And I, I do wonder, like, how different Coronation Street would have been if, if Val had still stayed in because well, I think when you think back to Ken and and who he's most famous for being with in terms of a romantic relationship, Deirdre is the one that people always bring up and, and I mean, definitely Janet, but Valerie as well is, she's kind of forgotten a bit, isn't well, she? Well, you know, the actress who plays... Um, who yeah, played, Anne Reid. Yeah, Anne Reid is still acting, or she mm. was... A, she was in Days and Days, wasn't she? Yeah, but and we also saw her. She, there was, she, was, she was in the, the um, not not in not in not IRL. She was in Ken's ninetieth birthday program That's that was it. on earlier this year, and they had this lovely reunion with William Roach so and uh, Anne Reed. That kind of possible? Could she still? Would they? Wouldn't that be amazing? Um, that would be the world's longest running continuous fictional marriage. <laughs> yeah. But no, they had to ruin it by electrocuting her. Oh, God, oh what would happen? Would could Anne Reed come back as Valerie Valerie's ghost? Because didn't they have? Um, I think we've spoken about this before. Yeah, well, we have a little bit on the neighbours' um, inverted commas finale this summer. They had phonale. <laughs> it was a phonale. You're absolutely right. They had some characters, didn't they, who had died on the program um, in previous years, and like the the character who was reminiscing about her past on Ramsey Street was saying, "Oh, oh, imagine what would have happened if people had stayed alive." And they brought the actors in to play. An yeah. old ghost of them. An old ghost. So it'd be quite quite a nice cyclical bit of closure, I suppose, if they were to do this. But um, I, I'm not expecting it. But it was really, really lovely seeing this reunion with them on Ken's, um, or I'm sorry, on William's 90th birthday show. And one of the best things about it was 
I think I read that it was Anne Reid who was insistent that they didn't meet up before it was on camera. She wanted to, to um... She wanted the surprise, well not the surprise, but the, the encounter to be genuine. And it was lovely and apparently they talked for hours about it. They could only show a few minutes. Can you imagine everybody though on, on, the, on the crew standing around going, oh my god. Wrap it up, wrap it up guys. Gonna, this is kind of adorable <laughs> but also I did tell my wife I was going to put the kids up to school and it's now... Five o'clock. So that was Valerie. So <laughs> wife number two was Janet Reed. And um again when we were Poor wa- Janet Poor Reed. Janet, another another tragic end to her. She was one who, um, when we were watching the old episodes on the DVDs and she first came into it, I don't think I realised, oh, this is the Janet that marries Ken. And I think when we started the podcast ten years ago, I, I really didn't even know that this woman existed. But yeah, t- two years ago, no, I know. She's even still then, I, was like, I, I don't know what she looks like. She's totally forgettable. But she, she, it was only a little blip of a of a marriage. And um, she... you haven't written down any dates on these. So do, do you know? Remember how long they were? Um, it was a matter of a few years. This yeah. is this was in the seventies. I, I I wrote it down earlier and then I deleted right. it for yeah, some but... stupid reason. But um, oh yeah, no, no nineteen seventy three ish was when she started the relationship with Ken. I think it was that year, actually, that they got married. Um, but before then, when we'd been watching it, she was most famous for having an affair with Elsie's husband, Alan. And and, and oh. they had that great scene where um, Elsie takes her to the pub. Do you remember? Oh. She, like, publicly shames her. There's an episode where, like, Elsie says bitch about three times in, in the space of about 30 seconds, which was magnificent. But yeah, she takes Janet to the pub just to kind of say, I know what you've been up to with my husband. Now you get out and I don't want to see you back again. And I, I will stand here and buy you a drink to show that I'm the, the bigger woman and I've got all the power here. So Janet I herself... I that. I thought that was pretty badass. That was a total badass Elsie Tanner moment. But yeah, Janet herself was... A drip. A, I don't know whether she was a drip. She was just she a was. very bland character back then even well, though she was supposed well, to be a you... bit of a you know a femme fatale man eater was she well i don't mean in that in that she had an affair with with alan i suppose but yeah it, from seeing the few clips that we've seen of her and ken now there, there really wasn't much going on there so he um he starts seeing her in 1973 when she works at the department of education and um, and we saw a clip the other day because well this is something we haven't mentioned so far on the podcast actually if you go onto youtube there's a there's a video that's um there's an old vhs that's been uploaded to youtube isn't there yeah. called um the life and loves of ken barlow or something like this and it was released in early mid 90s i'm going to say and it was um judy finnegan <laughs> of this morning fame of getting a baps out in front nice. of the, the awards show fame accidentally. Um, narrating this um, history of Ken's love life. And it was kind of interesting. It was about what, an hour and 40 minutes or so. We watched that on Sunday evening. And we saw one of the clips that was on there was Ken working in the school, phoning up the, the DOV, saying I need to get a supply teacher in, I think. And the person who's on the end of the line is Janet. So she'd been like away from the show for a little bit. And she's like, I, I recognise that voice. Is that Ken Barlow? And um, yeah, they end up seeing each other after that. And, and yes, everybody, that is right. I did watch a documentary that was an hour and 40 minutes on Sunday evening, all about all of Ken's girlfriends and wives and lovers. And I still didn't know the answers <laughs> to the, the questions. a few years, a few days later. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot to take in, Gemma. Don't worry. Nobody feels bad. Nobody's looking down on you for this. Well, write a review about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, they start having a bit of a relationship and he's like, oh, 
I, I've shipped my twin ch- uh, children off to Scotland. I thought you were going to say, oh, I've, I've shipped us. Uh, uh, I've shipped us. I've, I've shipped fiction. them up to Scotland. Come up, come up across the border with me and, and come and see them. So they, they go off there and then they come back married. And um, this was... We've seen the episode where they come back, haven't we? That was on the uh, the DVD. And all the characters are just like, have you, have you seen what's... Do you remember Janet? She's come back and she's married to Ken. And I think it was just as much a surprise to the viewers as it was to the residents of the street then about yeah, how out of nowhere doing? it came from. And it, it feels kind of looking back on the history of the show as being a little bit of a misstep um, on the part of the producers because... They never had any chemistry. It was over before you know it. The relationship was full of rows, and and you know that is that, that can be good in a in a soap relationship. But to me, it just came across as these two are not suited to each other at all. I think she's got um, ambitions of living a more um, living the high life, or, or at least not staying in Coronation Street. She wanted to buy this twelve thousand pound attached house. He doesn't really want it. Oh, Ken, it's so, an investment. You're going to kill yourself. But, you know, the typical Ken, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go to the estate agents, we'll discuss it. And he purposefully turns up late at the appointment, so um, by then they lose the house. <laughs> so it's still totally Ken um, being up himself and thinking that, you know, he's calling all the shots here. Um, she also was poorly suited to him because she wanted to ship the kids off to boarding school. So when they went to see them in Scotland, I think the idea had been that Peter and Susan... Um, end up coming back to Weatherfield and living with them. And um, without Ken, without Penn's permission, she phones up this local boarding school and tries to get them enrolled in there. Ken finds this out and he's absolutely livid. This was another clip that we saw on the video the other day, do you mm. remember? And it, there seemed to be a lot of clips of him just really yelling at women. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep. Got a bit of a temper, does Ken? They don't ever seem to really shout back either, apart from Deirdre, I think, did a bit more. Yeah, I think you're right. They just kind of cower underneath his um, oh, domineering so male presence. He must be right. He was. He could be like proper scary when He's he was right angry. Ass. Probably made him be a good teacher in some ways, or at least that's what was considered to be a good teacher back then, anyway. Well, I mean, in a way, he was right here though, because Janet was like, "I don't want, I don't want your stupid kids. I don't want to look after your stupid kids. Yeah, I want them to go to a boarding school." And I thought you wouldn't notice. Yeah, so it's just, she got it. I can't remember whether whether that's the last thing that happens before she before he throws her out, whether she hangs around a bit more, because I know that there was another story where she gets really frustrated by how unambitious Ken is um, but when he's offered this executive position at the Mark Britton warehouse across the road she then starts kind of bragging to everybody who'll listen oh my Ken he's going to be he's going to be a, an executive over at warehouse and um, Rita tells her that she's sounding like a snobby Elaine Perkins who uh, we'll come to later that's the girlfriend that's played by Joanna Lumley and hearing this Proper wines, Janet. If somebody up. told me I sound like Joanna Lumley, I'd be like, "Oh my god, that's the nicest." That's the thing best compliment anyone's ever said. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, the thing is, Janet didn't realise that Ken had just come out of this relationship with Elaine when he started seeing her, and so it kind of started to dawn on her that she was a bit of a rebound girlfriend. I know she ended up getting a ring on her finger out of it, so it's not so bad. But um, yeah, she she doesn't like that. And then when he turns this job down, she's like, "I've had enough of you, Mister." I want walks out on him. A rich 
boyfriend. I want a rich guy and I want him to buy me a £12,000 house, please. <laughs> well, she ends up seeing this other guy called Vince, and I think this is off of the show, but um, he refuses to commit to her, so she shows up on Ken's doorstep not long later. And I'm going to say that this is 1974, but it could have been... You know, it was, Five, six, I don't know. And uh, and she yeah, she she turns up at number three, was he living at then? I'm not sure, but begging for him to take her back and he's like, No. Not after to. no, we're 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 not suited. We are not a very good soap couple. We're not a classic. We're no. not we're not a me and Deirdre, spoiler alert. You can stay the night in a different bed, but I'm not taking you back. Next morning he he finds her dead. Yes. He goes up there and um and she's kind of just lying there like bleh, on the on the bed, isn't he? And she's well, kind of he's overdosed. Kinda, yeah, she's she's overdosed and, Yeah, exactly. And he kind of shakes shakes her to try Brings and her a cup of tea and everything. Her. I know. And he's, and he's like, oh, Janet, Janet. So um the the story kind of progresses and it probably gets a bit more interesting if you were watching it at the time there because he's suspected of murdering her to avoid going through with a divorce, but um, eventually. Um, justice prevails and it's yep. ruled as a suicide. That was the sort of thing people used to do in the old days and they had morals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was the end of Janet. Um, Wife number and, and two. Then, and then got Dead. completely and utterly forgotten about in Coronation Street history and I'm probably going to say rightly so, but I don't know, maybe there's some Janet fans out there. Who at number one has the dead Janet bedroom? I uh, No, I don't think it was number one at oh, the time. Okay. I'm going to say it was number three. Could have been one. Could have been somewhere I else. I thought the bedroom I looked a bit really like know. an attic room. Well, I think a lot of the bedrooms looked a bit... They all looked just so plain back in the 60s and 70s, didn't they? Mm. Um, yeah, I, I've lost track of where Ken lived. I know that... Um, I can picture his and Val's living room because they had... like a Van Gogh picture above the uh, the, the mantelpiece no, or something. Like I don't know. It's, it's some kind was of... Was it the squares? Oh, maybe, maybe they had that as well. But yeah, it was it was a very, very 70s room. They had the same... Um, Fireplace that we used to have, those grey tiles. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah, but anyway, and a little electric fireplace. That was the end of Janet, and um, he did see a few more women in between then and his next wife. But again, we'll come to those later. Deirdre, though, the number three wife, but number one in all our hearts, oh, apart from Gemma's, apparently. Well, I would are... say that Deirdre is the one that everyone remembers, obviously, yes. and everyone's favourite Ken wife. Is he going to marry again? I don't know. I think I kind of want him to. I now. kind of want him to because what he's going. I mean, I, I think that I mean, currently we're recording this. If you're listening in the future, it is now December 2022, and we're seeing Ken kind of stringing along Martha Fraser at the same time as Wendy Papadopoulos, and it, I kind of feel like they're just going to end up realizing and then both dump him and will be left lonely and sad yeah, again. Yeah, me too. But yeah, I mean, after, I mean, just skipping ahead, obviously, um, Deirdre died in 2015 and, and that was not a you know, decision of the producers. It had to be made because of um, Annie Kirkbride's tragic death in, uh, in January of that year. So um, they decided to kill Deirdre off. And um, after that, quite soon afterwards, he ends up kind of going out with Audrey, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and that that's a story that never really went anywhere and he kind of lent her a book to read. What's it called? You told Lady me the other... Chatters. No, 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 it wasn't. It was oh, Anna Karenina. Anna Karenina. Yeah, and, and I remember a lot of people at Anna the time Karenina. thinking, no, 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 why no, no, is no, no. Ken moving on from Deirdre quite so fast? 
Although, like I, like he's I, a player. He is, and like I said, we found out in that quiz with Ellie earlier. There was that one um, other character who he who he meets within days of, of Valerie's death. So he he, he doesn't like his uh, he doesn't like his bed cold, does he? Let's no. Just say. So he I don't get a may, hot blanket. Maybe he will marry again. I think that there would be an awful lot of resistance to it from the wider Coronation Street fandom because Deirdre is held in such high esteem, and that relationship is it is a you know, it, it is a top so, ten legend. Corrie legendary couple right there. It was, I mean, it was similar with Roy and Haley, wasn't it? After Roy, after Haley died, and within a couple of years, he was um, wooing Kathy. And I, I, I think when we got to the wedding of Roy and Kathy, I thought, oh, this is quite sweet actually. But obviously, that we didn't go through with that. But it's, it's, it's similar in real life, isn't it? You know, when there's been a long term relationship by, with with a couple. A lot of people will look on and think, oh, they've moved on quite fast if they're... It's like the Queen from Phil. <laughs> no, that it, was the, it was the Queen going out within her final year. Well, did she have, a, like did she have a little toy boy, do she you got think? got a page. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Deirdre. Deirdre Barlow, Langton um, as was. So, Hunt. Hmm? Deirdre Hunt. Yes, yeah, yeah. Even going further back, Deirdre Hunt. So she was friends with Ken whilst he, uh, while she was, I was going to say, while he was married to Ray, while she was married to Ray. And um, I think Ken might have been um, picked as Tracy's godfather, you know. Um, but anyway. Ray was very different to Ken. Ray was yeah. a very gruff, roughy, tufty man. And um, not not as gruff as Len. He was he was a proper player, oh, yeah. wasn't Ray, he? Ray was like a sort of a more dandy version of of Len. He was just slimy. That's you didn't what I like would him. say. I, no, I, I, like I didn't Ray. like him. Um, but yeah, anyway, he he ends up leaving Deirdre to uh, to emigrate to Poland. I think it was, wasn't it? And um, well, yeah, within within a few years of that happening, Deirdre had uh, already moved on to Ken, and and they got married again very famously on the same week as um, Prince Charles and Lady Diana Spencer in That's 1981, right. which was also um, and she took her glasses off for the wedding too. Yeah, didn't she, she did. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Deirdre's a wedding to Ken. She takes her glasses off, and it's like one of the one of the only times we see her speckless on coronation. I want to know whether she could see anything because if you took my glasses off me, I wouldn't see a damn thing. Yeah, maybe that helped her to marry him. Maybe she's like, oh, I just <laughs> imagine who I like here. Yeah, so uh, it wasn't a great marriage. Really. No, not really. I mean, with within. Are you very very early on in the in the marriage, um, they they have an argument because and I don't know the whole story behind this. But also, he's what? quite. She's already got her daughter Tracy. Yes. From her marriage with Ray. Yeah, and and yeah. and I mean to be fair to him, Ken he never does it, about it. I, do, I mean he, he may well, well have yeah, done a little bit, but he he took her on and he ended up adopting her, which is quite sweet. But yeah, like I was like I was saying that it was fairly tumultuous early on because she breaks his confidence um, early on in the marriage because Betty gets mugged and um, she reports the muggers to the police and he didn't like that. And I can't remember anything more about that. So I'm sorry, that was a poor bit of trivia there. But he's like, don't, <laughs> don't tell the police who mugged Betty. Don't rat them out or something he's, like that. He's um, defund the police. Mm. He also revealed fairly early on in the marriage that he didn't want any more children. And that was a massive deal for Deirdre because she kind of thought that she'd been tricked. She she claimed that Ken had led her to believe he'd be interested a in lot of um, people having another sprog. That marriage just means children. So I think they should yeah. have had a little... I, 
discussion before they got married about their expectations. Yeah, but you know what Ken's like. I can totally picture him saying, well, I didn't say I wanted children. I didn't say I didn't want children. Well, Deirdre, you just need to listen a bit more carefully. Yeah, because Deirdre, you he was He was so idiot. massively up himself, He's wasn't condescending he? as well, yeah. Totally condescending. So, which is probably why, two years into the marriage, Deirdre started an affair with Mike Baldwin. Yeah, the, the soap's um, biggest, most notorious affair... Um, she she just gets fed up again, doesn't she? I think um, there was it was in December nineteen eighty two. I'm gonna say she was supposed to be going to visit Blanche, her mum, with Ken, and he he's he's like, no, I'm not gonna go or something. I, I can't remember that they're supposed to go somewhere. He backs out of it, so she ends up going to the cinema with Mike Baldwin instead. And um, yeah, one thing leads to another. And uh, there, there's, there was lots of scenes over December, January, 1982-83 of him whining her in his flat, in his posh... Uh, Mike. Yeah, Mike whining her in his posh quayside flat. Was he quayside then? I don't know. But... Um, I definitely remember it, there was a scene when um, Ken... Did, I think it was Deirdre was like, oh, let's go out. And Ken was like, I've, there's a documentary I want to watch on Channel 4. Yeah. And I can't record it. I've got to watch it when it's on. Yeah, she just she just ended up getting a bit bored by him, really, and and when faced, you know, when having the the option of the excitement of this um, spiv like Baldwin, as Mike uh, put it during as that famous doorstop Ken confrontation scene. What did I say, Mike? As Ken put it, sorry, in this famous uh, doorstep confrontation scene, it's yeah. like, well, yeah, no no contest. Well, I mean, it really wasn't, was it? Because you got Ken, he's just putzing around his front room. Watching documentaries and in his cardigan, and his his idea of like a, being slightly debonair is to unbutton three uh, three buttons on his shirt. <laughs> yeah, that was one thing that we did see in this with these old clips of Ken over the weekend. There were quite a few scenes where he had an awful lot of chest on show, didn't he? Well, you got to play to your strengths. So <laughs> that's how we that's how then, we got all the birds. And then you go around to to Mike's you know swanky pad with this this uh, fancy furniture and his decanters of whiskey and mm. and uh, smoothing her and telling her He was her just a be- proper charmer, wasn't well, he? Well, yeah, he, he told her she was beautiful and wonderful and great and mm. Ken was like, where's my soup? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, it's a quite surprising looking back how short their affair was because it was only, what, two, three months maybe, I think? Well, what an impact it had on on the whole country. Well, I know, because what well, the story was that um, Ken had a job interview of March of 83, I think it was, and um, he does, he ends up not getting the job because he's told he's not basically interesting enough. He's a bit, too yeah, a bit boring. too boring to have the job. They wanted somebody a bit more vivacious than him. So he's like sitting there at home one day. Feeling like, very, very sorry a, for Yeah, himself. really down for, sorry for himself and a grump. And um and she she chooses that moment to admit that she's having an affair with Mike because he's too boring. Yeah, um and that the the episodes surrounding that reveal were just superb, weren't they? Well, because he's obviously really betrayed because he's like, I'm sorry, I'm not bloody fantastic, Mister Wonderful like like Mike. But... Yeah, he does. It's because I'm boring, is it? Yeah. Um... It, if you haven't seen the episode where Deirdre confesses to Ken and the whole fallout from that, you do yourself a favour and go and watch it because it is, you know, it's up there among, I think, the best episodes of Coronation Street ever. The, the performance that Anne Kirkbride and, and William Roach put on is just spectacular. And 
like we said earlier, he is brilliant at being angry and forceful and, and quite scary, isn't he? Yeah, he summons this inner rage. Yeah, he really, really does. And, and obviously uh, that manifests itself by him pushing Deirdre up against the door when, when Romeo Mike comes a-calling. And, uh, and that's, that's the, uh, the, the, the scene that William Roach likes to refer to in every other interview I'm going to say that he does and how there was like a, he improvised pushing like, Anne Kirkbride up against the door and Anne uh, had no, I no idea I was going to smack her about she's yeah. so scared <laughs> it's great but um, those are real tears I made her cry it, it was but somehow for some reason Deirdre decides that she's going to stay with Ken after all of this, after it all comes out. And I, the other thing I remember about this was Uncle Albert was like really, really sad when he found out Uncle about... Uncle Albert was like... Yeah, because he's little... a proper sweet old man at this point. And when he realises that his, well, kind of son-in-law-ish sort of, I don't know what the relationship was between them, um, is... is um, his his wife cheated on him. He was really gutted. I know. I felt sorry Sad for that. Times. I don't think he got treated right, right Uncle Albert. No, Uncle Albert. he didn't. He didn't. So anyway, Deirdre and Ken stay together during the 80s. But um, he ends up, towards the end of the 80s, getting a little bit too fed up of her spending too long on council business. Uh, because she's, yeah, she's been elected a councillor by this point, And that's when he embarks on his affair with Wendy Crozier. Mm. And the marriage falls apart. Again, we'll come back to Wendy later. Because um, there's there's a lot more that can be, to be said about that. And I think for the people that are watching Wendy at the moment that maybe don't know all the details about what happened in that relationship, we'll, we'll save that for later up in the podcast. So, um, yeah, by, you know, by the, the beginning of the 90s, I'm going to say, that... That relationship is dead in the water. Deirdre's kicked Ken out after everything that happened, after how high and mighty and pompous he was and all the things he said about her affair, the fact that he's gone and had one of his own. She's like, no, I'm not having any of this. Sling your up, mate. And he spends months desperately, sadly, trying to get back with Deirdre. He even, like... Because she, 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 I can't remember where he lives for a bit, but he ends up getting a flat um, above the corner shop where Daniel's living now. Because mm. I, I always think it's quite cool that, that Daniel lives in the same place as his, as his dad once did. He, he live just, there now, though. Ken's just a bit of a... Oh, no, he doesn't not write at the moment, does he? You're right. Ken's just a bit of a creepy stalker for a lot for, for a year or so. And he, he won't take no for an answer. But eventually, Deirdre makes him see... We do not no have a future hope. together. Leave me alone, Ken. I think she's going out with Phil Jennings at this time. So he attempts suicide. And again, that was a brilliant scene where he's sitting there on the dining room table at number one, I think it was, yeah. with these pills out on the on the table. And he's got his glass of uh, water or, or booze or whatever it was. And um, he's only saved when uh, Bette Gilroy lets herself in through the back and finds him there. And... Tour de Force performance by William um, Roach and Julie Goodyear. They were great. Yeah, go on. I was just going to say, because Ken and and Bet weren't friends. They weren't... They were their acquaintances at best. Yeah. I don't even think they liked each other. But there was this unspoken bond because... We're both classic characters, aren't we? Well, she's like a decent person and she couldn't just let him Mm. uh, wallow like that. And so she... Or, or, or go ahead with it. So she threatened to phone an ambulance yeah. and stuff, and I, I always, she gave them a pep talk. Yeah, I, I will. I will always fight Bet's corner. She's definitely a top 
10 if not top 5 character for me ever on Coronation Street but a lot of people just just see her as you know the the, the ditzy blonde um, fun time you She's know razor glass different eras big smile but she she could do the serious stuff so so well she was outstanding um, around that time yeah. and, and that, that was a brilliant brilliant scene but um, anyway so that was New Year's Eve as well yeah, yeah, that was Christmas because they're all singing. Like, yeah, yeah, that was that was a New Year's episode, I think. Yeah. So anyway, they, Deirdre and Ken kind of go back and forth um, throughout the nineties. She starts to tolerate him a bit more, and then he thinks he's going to get back with her, and then she meets Samir and marries him. And it, basically, throughout the nineties, it's it's well, like ships they? that cross uh, that pass in the night. But their reunion, their eventually reu- their eventual reunion, is all thanks to Deirdre's mum, Blanche, another classic character who plays Cupid when she returns to the street in 1999. And she'd been a character in the 70s, hadn't she? And uh, played by the same actress, played by Maggie Jones. Yes. Um, so that was quite funny seeing some older clips of her. And um, yeah, so she she comes in and gets them back together again. And, um, and and they pretty much stay together after that. There are still some rows and fallouts, like um, in Christmas <laughs> 2001, I think it was. She sleeps with Dev on Christmas because like, Peter's back, been back in, the, back in the show at that point and he, I can't remember, he, he does something or other to make Deirdre leave. She goes to the arms of Dev. But anyway, in 2005... Ken and Deirdre eventually tie the knot again. And that's also the same week, I think I'm right in saying that Charles, now King Charles, marries um, Camilla, isn't it? So now I, Queen Camilla. Yes. So that I just thought that was really, really smart. I don't smart. know when they got married. I, that how they had both of Ken's big marriages lining up with the, the, royal, the royal wedding. I like it. I like yeah, it. good. So anyway, the next few years of the marriage of basically just spent mopping up Tracy's various messes, such as when she um, kills Charlie Stubbs. Oh. And um, after Tracy is sentenced to murder, this is to when Ken goes off to see... Um, sentenced d- to murder? Sentenced to sentenced to jail for murder. I don't know. Okay. I, just, I just say words. You, you'd make the sense you out of the words. You what you want out of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're there to tell me. I just wonder when, you know, when I'm teaching in class, do I sound like I know the nonsense there as well? Hope not. Um, so anyway, yeah, Tra- Tracy is sentenced to prison um, and it, Ken's like, I've, I've had enough of this because I think it turns out that Tracy, uh, that, that Deirdre knew more than she let on in trial. Um, and yes, he, he, she did, yeah. he goes off to see Denise, who again we'll come back to later, um, the mother of Daniel. And um, then he comes back because that doesn't work out. Um, and yeah, they just have a kind of fairly, fairly successful final years. I mean, he upsets Deirdre at one point for by writing a novel about a man whose life amounted to nothing and he married beneath uh, beneath him. And Deirdre's like, hang on a minute, is this, this about is me. this is about me you're talking about here, Ken? This is me but, and um, you. Ken Ken burns the marriage. No, Ken burns the manuscript. <laughs> I just can't talk tonight. And uh, and and ends up saving the marriage. Um, he has that affair with Martha in 2009. We'll come back to her later. But yeah, things are relatively smooth. It's just a real shame that the last few years that Deirdre is in the show, she and Ken didn't have very many scenes together because. Um, William Roach had to take some time out of the show in 2013, I think it was, and in in the canon of the he, show, he's yeah. visiting Adam in Canada, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, when he comes back, 
Um, they they have that nice little holiday in Wales <laughs> together, where she outstares a sheep, and um, but you know by the end of two thousand and fourteen, that's when Anne Kirkbride sadly had to leave the program. We now know because of the health issues that she was going through, and then she she and Deirdre pass away the following year. But um, yeah, brain aneurysm for for Deirdre. So, Deirdre um, throws a trifle. Really, at the really wall. sad. Deirdre just throw a trifle. She at the goes wall. to live with Bev, and then she dies. Mm. Um, yeah. And Bev has to come back and tell everybody. I think uh, as much as I do quite like Ken and Val together, I, I don't think that it holds a candle to Ken and Deirdre. They, she was definitely... She often got a bit narked because he was so condescending to her, didn't she? <laughs> she was, she had... was smart in other ways as well. I know, though. she had street smarts. Yeah. No, she was the wise. She was emotionally more mature than he is. Yeah, absolutely. Although, you know, they could have both stopped shagging around as much as they did. Deirdre was relatively faithful after the uh, Mike Baldwin incident, I'm going to say. She learned a lesson, unlike Ken. This is the kind of the trouble about Coronation Street, though, is that I guess I guess it's kind of like real life in that there's no there's never an innocent party. It's always like oh yeah, but don't forget that she did this, that, and the other thing. And oh yeah, he was he was doing this while she, you know mm. they're always getting up to something. Yeah, I think just that the chemistry that those two actors had together really goes a long way, doesn't it? Because they oh, yeah. together on the screen that it it just worked. Mm. And sometimes couples on Coronation Street get thrown together for storyline oh, purposes, and it's like okay, so so and so is going to be going out with this person then. And, and you're like, don't care. Yeah, uh, it it does make me wonder. Like back when they decided to put Ken and Deirdre together in the in the early eighties, what did people think then? Was it like, yeah, of course they're brilliant together, or? These two aren't suited at all. And, and how long did it take for them to become a, a, a hashtag classic couple, I wonder? I'll never tell you. You don't know why, that's <laughs> why. Um, anyway, that was a, a very whistle-stop tour of, uh, of Ken and Deirdre. And that, that's all his marriages. Three three wives. So um, Two dead. Three yeah. All dead. All dead. All, all dead. He... He he lives on and, and passed them all, but uh, let's let's kind of go back and remember some of the other girlfriends that we didn't mention in the quiz. And the very first girlfriend that Ken ever had, we haven't talked about so far yet today. This was Susan Cunningham, isn't it? Do you want to say a little bit about her? She was posh, wasn't she? She was a university yeah. student, and uh, she was in the first episode. Yeah, the very first episode. With um, Ken's dad kind of saying, oh, you go to college now, you think you're better than us, you're all hoity-toity and everything, and you got this posh girlfriend. And the, the very final scene, I think it is, of the first episode is Susan arriving at number three there. It's like, says, hello, Ken. I think she gets the last line of the first episode. Well, he's embarrassed because, um, he, you know, the first episode, that was when... Or was it the first episode? I yeah, can't that, remember. that was when Frank and, and David. Frank and were, David are tinkering with the bike in the in the front parlor. Yeah, changing uh, and, flat tire or something. And everything. Yeah, and he's embarrassed, and uh, she's much posher than he is, and he's like, she says, "I don't mind that you're rough." Um, <laughs> they go to a ban the bomb protest in 1961, but they they split up because they realise that actually this is Great Britain, and you cannot marry outside your class. <laughs> I think she only had about like four or five episodes or so. It just I always think she's not. She wasn't I'm, in it. No, she wasn't in it for very long at all. And considering she was, you know, his main girlfriend in the first episode, which. In a, in a show like Coronation Street, where you're setting up all these characters and saying, well, these people live here and these are related to them and they're going out with them. It was kind of funny that the, is, here's yeah. Ken, his girlfriend is Susan, but actually, no, they're 
you know, it's it a total flash because, in the pan. You know that um, Tony Warren had all these very elaborate ideas about where things were going to go, and mm. I'm surprised that Susan just really wasn't that. Yeah, I suppose so. But I mean, plans. also in Tony Warren's original idea for Coronation Street, it was only supposed to be 12, 13 episodes, wasn't it? So mm. maybe in his head, yeah, um, Susan Cunningham was going to be in it right to the very end. <laughs> Yeah. Two week, two two months two, later, yeah. but no, she ends up just disappearing off. But she does get mentioned again many Ooh, many years she's later. More significant than we all well, ever thought. Yes, exactly. Although we say that, but I mean, you, you can talk about it in a minute. Can but I? Yeah, I'll let you. But what she's secondly significant for, I think, has kind of been forgotten as well. I know it's really weird because in two thousand and ten, it is revealed Susan was actually pregnant with Ken's child. And had a had a baby called Lawrence. Yeah. And he had a son called James, who turned out to be gay. Mm-hmm. Lawrence was an English lecturer and massive homophobe. So Ooh, I can see the conflict there. There's a conflict set up. Um, Ken gets in contact with Lawrence, his son, after he gets a letter from Susan telling him about her. And it turns out this had been wedged under the skirting board at number three for like a million years. <laughs> Give or take. He hadn't known about this. And then he reconciles with this group of, of characters who are played by his real life. Yeah, yes, they are, aren't they? Yeah, Linus Roach and, and so on. I, I say so on because I can't remember. No, but they don't have a great time with each other. And he, well, no, he, he said, ends up disowning Lawrence. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because Lawrence is such a massive homophobe. And I can't remember what happens to James in the end, but... He's really not mentioned anymore, is no, he? Nobody cares He's been about erased from Coronation Street history. But the, the thing I reckon the, he pushed Ken down the stairs. You reckon? You think it was him all along, and Daniel yeah. took the blame for it. Yeah. The, the thing with these, uh, this yeah, extended family is they were kind of brought in for the fiftieth anniversary as a oh, wouldn't it be funny if? And do you remember that Susan from episode one? What if she was? Uh, what if she had Ken's baby? What if she left a? A note that got wedged behind the skirting board, and, that, and then they, yeah, they just it had. Reminds I think, me of Betty's will. It, it was a little bit of Betty's will situation there, yeah, definitely a little bit of retconning. And thinking back on the story, I in in two thousand and ten, I don't think I was that enamoured by it particularly. No, maybe I would be now, you know, because back in two thousand and ten, I didn't know, I didn't have a clue who Susan Cunningham was, but maybe if they were to bring back um. You know, one of his other girlfriends, obviously Elaine Perkins. I think it would be amazing now. We'll get to her in a minute. You you get to talk about her. I want to mention Pip Mistral, who was a character who made two appearances in June 1964. And um, Ken's, Ken's had all sorts of women, hasn't he? He's had, he's had reporters, he's had... Um, uh, magazine editors, magazine, teachers. Yeah, exactly. Trapeze artists. And them. Yeah. So Pip Minstrel was a trapeze artist turned exotic dancer who worked at the Kinky Cat Club <laughs> in Gas Street in Weatherfield. I love that. Kinky I also, cat. I really like the way that they've done kinky and cat with K's and then club was a C because they were like, hang on a yeah, minute. Yeah, we, we no. got to be careful. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's why this, this countless conquests of Ken Barlow is also spelled correctly. Well done. <laughs> so um, she was a friend of Charlie Moffat um, who invited Ken, Len Fairclough and Harry Hewitt to go to um, a birthday party, the, the flatmate of this Pip girl. So Ken ends up sitting with Pip and tells her that she seems too intelligent to settle for a career in showbiz. And that is, again, that is Ken all over, isn't it? Like, 
I look down on your choice of career as working as an exotic dancer. He's Surely you're better no. than that. He's just and basically like, saying all you women are thick. How come you're working here if you know what a book is? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, massively, yeah, snobbish. And she, and she's like, no, sod off. Well, he, he, he tried. He, despite this, he's like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go for a kiss anyway. Well, you've turned me on now because your bikini was disgusting to me until I discovered that you know. Well, I think it's more the Charles Dickens. I think is. it's more the sense of superiority he gets from realising that he's sitting next to a lowly exotic dancer that is the real turn on there like yeah I'm definitely the cleverest person on this sofa so he goes in for a kiss she's like uh no she she kind of realises or guesses that he's married which he is to Val at the time and she's like no I don't think so mate and um when Val finds out about this what's most um egregious to her is that Ken found Pip interesting to talk to and she's like, oh, I, I thought that me and Ken had this great bond here, but you're saying you had a lovely conversation. I think she says, I'd rather you did kiss her, but didn't enjoy talking to her, which is a interesting, interesting. way of thinking of, of thinking about it. Wow. Um, so Elaine Perkins, Gemma, next up. Oh, she was great because it's obviously Lummers in her Joanna prime. Lumley. I mean, her whole life's been her prime. Uh, 1973, in the summer, she was only in eight episodes. Mm. She's the daughter of the headmaster of Bessie Street, and this is back in the day when being a head teacher was actually pretty respectable, high job. Not like these days. That oh, yeah, they did. lived in this really posh house, didn't they? Were they were so posh and loaded. Yeah, like, like a study and... Yeah, drank, wooden panelling and everything. Yeah, and, and, and shields. Long. Shields on the, on the wall from his... Yeah, and he was, he was just the head teacher at the local primary school. I, I don't think Let's the head teacher at any schools I've lived in have had this. I've worked in, in a meal. Let's just like remind ourselves that um, Brian was the head teacher. Yes. At yeah. one point. And he, How the profession has declined it has, since it? The, the, the days of the Perkinses. Yeah, so Elaine gets introduced to him at a party because Ken's working for at Bessie Street as a teacher, mm. and she strokes his ego. She's like, "Oh, you should be in the government. Oh, teachings, you're you're wasted on teaching," and it looks like they they get they're clever. They're both as clever as each other. They have the same political ideas. They go on. Uh, they go out with each other for a few times as friends, and she start he starts to fall for her. Um, but then she's like, I'm going to Brussels with Timothy. And he's like, what? You can't go to Brussels with Timothy. That's not fair. He's, he falls for her a lot more than she does for him. She finds him like intellectually stimulating and he's getting stimulated elsewhere in his yeah. pants. Um, okay. <laughs> Barlow's so, briefs. So he gets really... Ken's kecks. He confesses her love for her. And she's like, so- sorry, I don't think of you that way. And he gets really annoyed and he's like, you're too permissive with other men. So, uh, you know, basically calling her a slag. Yeah. And she says, you're a stiff provincial twit. Yeah. So. Uh, well, basically what happens is that he, she's doing all the things that he wanted and thought he should be able to do. Mm. Like Travelling and getting, you know, exciting jobs and going abroad and yeah. uh, meeting intellectual people. And Ken's always been... Um, a big fish in a little pond, hasn't mm. he? Mm. And uh, he, I think he was also jealous of Elaine. And uh, she rightfully called him out and said that he was going to spend his life living in this back end little yeah. street and doing she, she's, nothing. She's not wrong, you know. 50 yep. years later. He's still there bumbling around, feeling sorry for himself. Yeah. Yeah. Is there's a life lesson there for us all? If only we would yeah. uh, stop and listen. I think I think out of all of Ken's um ex girlfriends, Elaine Perkins is now the one 
I think I and probably most people, to be fair, would would like to see back on the street again. I think if only because it's Joanna Lumley. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd love it to happen one day. I mean, apparently when Martha Fraser, the character, was conceived um, in 2009, that was actually supposed to be Elaine Perkins returning to the street. But unfortunately, Joanna Lumley's schedules wouldn't allow it. So they, they the changed best. her about a little bit and, and invented the character of Martha. I so, know, but you well, know, we, at least we got we could Martha in... and Elaine. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's a, a different notch on the bedpost, isn't it, for Ken? That um, I... Yeah, oh, I, I would could, love it imagine... if Joanna Lumley could come back. I want, please make it happen. Oh, I would. I I think that's my. If I could have one wish, I think that would be. I'd I'd you know for Coronation Street. Mm. I would wish for that. I don't know. I would love to see her back. I I want I want to see her coming back with with Henry as her young toy boy. Oh, can you imagine? Well, yeah, yeah, both both loaded together. Well, why not? And uh, I think he would enjoy being taken around the world, and and she would just look down on him and and enjoy having a young young bit of stuff on yes, her arm. Young to be stud, honest. yeah. Um, Peggy Barton. Here's another one. This is a long list. I, I after I finished talking with Ellie earlier. Uh, for the for the game, we we ended up chatting for a bit longer on Zoom, and um, I was saying, yeah, that's that's not everyone, Ellie, and I just reeled off this list of other women that Ken had bed, and she's like, oh, I'm gonna go, and, I'm gonna talk to Bill Roach about this. So Peggy Barton next. So she was a packer and a shop steward at the Mark Britton Warehouse in 1974, where um, I think Ken was working there, or, or do, he was doing something there. She ends up leading the workforce to fight for union representation. And um, the boss passes the buck to Ken. So um, the girls eventually get their union. And um, in, later in the year, Ken and Peggy go for drinks. And um, Peggy. Peggy. But it doesn't really go anywhere because Ivy Tilsley accuses her of fraternising with the enemy. And because Peggy is like, oh, yes, I'm a massive socialist. Up, up the unions, down with bosses and everything. She realises, yeah, this is a bit of a conflict of interests if I'm dating the boss. Um, so... That so endeth their their very short union. Peggy Barton. Sally Robson, nineteen seventy eight, Ken's uncle, sets his dropodist. Yeah, Uncle Albert. Sally. Mm-hmm. Up with Ken. Yeah. And they they date for a few weeks. They go to the cinema and have some meals out and stuff. Not really that into each other. And so they decide to stop dating each other after Valentine's Day. Yeah, that her daughter wanted to have a father figure in her life, and I think that um, that 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 um, Sally thought this that Ken could be a good opportunity for that. But um, something about that doesn't appeal. No, no. <laughs> do you want to be? A, do you want to be my kid's dad? Yeah, not so really. Chiropodist, yoga teacher next, Sonia Price. So she meets Ken in 1981. And um, she's a bit embarrassed at first because she'd been writing to him beforehand, calling him Mr. Farlow. But um, eventually Aww. they start seeing each other. And this was, you know, this is the same year that you got married to Deirdre. So um, this was the a little, little warm up, the, the last chance at freedom, I suppose, before getting that ring on his finger. She ends up um, inviting him to Mike Baldwin's flat warming party, but things soon turn sour when she finds out about this on-off relationship that um, Deirdre um, and he and he were, uh, are having. Yeah, are having exactly, exactly that Ken and Deirdre are having, and um, she ends up dancing with Mike instead. So yeah, that's it. That's it with Sonia. Off with Mike for a little bit until into into Corrie nothingness, and that it was only four months after that that Ken and Deirdre were married. 
Then we've got Maggie Redman. Bit bit more well remembered, bit import- I think. Bit more, bit more important. We're getting on to some of the main ones now. So she was a florist and um, Mike Baldwin had a child with her in the early 80s. It's Mark Baldwin, remember him? No. Yes, you do. He was the one that was going out with Linda. Joining the dots, linking the stories. In 1993, she gets close with Ken because her son is now... Uh, yeah. You're going to have to read this. I don't know what's going on. No, no, no. On. Ken is now Mark's teacher. So in the early 80s... Oh, I thought she... you said now her son was Mark's teacher. I'm like, right, no, who's no, Mark? No, no, don't no, no, know. No, no. Who's, what's Ken got to do Ken's with this? Ken's Mark's teacher. And Mark gets, like, aged up the character so that Ken could be teaching him. I remember this. Yeah. And so he's Mike's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that goes out with Linda. Yeah. With the big Mike, Mark, uh, Mark, Mike, Linda love triangle in the late 90s. So, yeah, so Mark, Mark is kind of okay with this relationship that Ken's having with Maggie. But the snag is he didn't have any idea about Maggie and Mike's history. So Ken finds it... So Ken, Ken, uh, Ken didn't realise, sorry, not Mark. Ken was the one that didn't realise that Maggie and Mike had had a thing. So he just... He, he, it, he doesn't know that Mark is Mike's son. He doesn't know that Mark is Mike's son. He didn't know... I think. <laughs> that Maggie never even had anything Mike. with Mike. Because um, I think this is when Tracy is, um, is is learning how to be a florist and she she goes to, to Maggie's shop and Ken just gets to know her through being Tracy's boss. And then, yeah, it eventually turns out, oh yes, here is my son. He is also Mike Baldwin's son. And Ken's like, what? I can't be going out with a woman whose son is the spawn of Mike Baldwin. He, he tries to keep things going with her a little bit, but then Mike starts muscling in on things. And he re- he didn't like the idea of his arch-rival Ken going out with his ex Maggie. Well, one of the things that Mike always wanted was kids. Yeah. That's why he fell out with his first wife, who yeah. was Ken's daughter. Yeah, so tricky, so, so, so twisty. So he gets jealous of um, how close Ken is to, to Mark, even mm. though Ken's not really that bothered. Well, I mean, he's not at first. There's a great scene where the the, the pair first realise that you know they have Maggie in common because pair? Ken and Mike realise right. what they've got in common because Mike turns up at Maggie's house to take Mark off somewhere and um, he's oh, yeah, he's come driving this. in his flash car and he's got like his chauffeur's hat on or something, hasn't he? Oh yeah. And and Ken opens the door of Maggie's house. Mike doesn't realise that Ken's going to be there. And he's like, what the hell are you doing here? And Mike's saying, why are you wearing that stupid hat? Yeah, they have an argument. <laughs> yeah, so, but Mike basically tries to buy his son Mark's affection, like giving him trips to Euro Disney and stuff. Can't win me over and, with a trip um, to Euro Disney. No. And anyway, Maggie decides that, yeah, maybe Mike should be able to see his son. But um, she eventually gets fed up of Ken and Mike scoring points off each other and, and dumps Ken. So um, there's another relationship down the pan. And suddenly neither of them care about this kid anymore. No, no. <clears throat> then we get Martha Fraser, who you'll all know from the show at the current, moment. Uh, yeah, current character on the show. She is an actress in real life and in the show. And she meets Ken in January 2009 Eccles and uh, Ken are going for a walk. Eccles, um, such a ditzy uh, bimbo, falls into the canal <laughs> and has to be rescues, uh, rescued. They invite uh, Martha invites them in and they fall in love over um, their mutual... 
be to your love of all things being posh yeah <laughs> and literature and, books um, and high-browed living and having a poker for your fireplace and uh, can see, you have a poke? Can you have a fireplace on a barge? That seems a little bit of a health eaten. and safety hazard to me. What did you think they had before they invented electricity? Uh, cold barges. Cold barge. <laughs> um, he keep he doesn't mention the fact he's married. <laughs> he, it, it's like you sometimes look back at this relationship and going, oh, it was kind of sweet, but it didn't really go anywhere. And and I don't know. Sometimes I kind of in my head excuse Ken for this relationship but he just lies his way through it doesn't dog. he because he wants to get her in bed and he does as well well yeah dog. yeah well he eventually tells her and um she's like get out Ken I can't be with you anymore and he says I love you you love me and she's like I shan't I can't admit it but eventually she she does she confesses she loves him they sleep together and she eventually is like you know how my house is portable well, I'm moving. I'm going to go to work on a new play yeah. in Chichester. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll come with you. But just as he, he he's deciding to go and uh, he changes his mind and just lets her sail away into the distance. Yeah, probably for the best. Probably for the best for both of them, really. I think uh, Martha had a bit of a close yeah. call. It was, it was funny back then when this relationship came around because Ken was, you know, getting on a bit when this happened. And it's like, oh, one, one last go for Ken. Nope. But it isn't. He still, still just going. keeps on going because, um, his he, as we said earlier, he he sees Audrey for a little bit after Deirdre dies, um, and then Claudia as well, and that was just a few years ago. So Claudia Colby, another massive posho, had been on and off um, in the show since two thousand and nine, I think. He she was like a rival to Audrey, wasn't she? She had a another salon, and well, she's got more than one. Yeah, yeah, much more higher class establishment, and um, she also um employed the services of Lewis Archer as an escort and everything but anyway she she comes back into the show in 2018 and gets close to Ken um, after giving him some inspiration for short stories about a racy hairdresser that he's writing which is basically her just telling them all the goss about Audrey isn't it yeah but without him realising that yeah. that's what and it Audrey is Audrey gets a bit annoyed yeah I just bit. really love Claudia and um, Audrey's uh, yeah, Claude and Aud. Yeah, they hate each other. Then um, he, Ken and Claudia decide to go to live at Stillwater's retirement complex in early 2020. But he misses Weatherfield so much, he just basically blows up the council and leaves. Mm. What, what did you? What's kind of? What do you think about Claude, Claudia, and Ken together? Because the thing with a lot of these relationships that we've been talking about over the past half an hour, hour or so. We all we know of them really is what we've seen on the clip shows or what we've read about them, and yeah. you know that we we weren't there to experience them. We'll see what what as they are actually like. But Claudia is is very recent, you, and it it didn't last long, did it? Are you kind of glad, or would you have rather that they'd have made more of a go of it and and had her as his permanent final partner? I mean, I don't think Willa Lynch could ever be in the show. You know, I'm going to sign a contract and stay in the show for until I retire. Mm. Um, so from that perspective, I didn't think that that would ever work out. But if if I if you were to sort of say, oh yeah, she's going to commit to Coronation Street forever, then I guess I don't know. I think Claudia and Ken sort of remind me of of it makes me feel like they're the relationship, and it is kind of realistic in the way that they've done the storyline of just two people who are older 
and have had their great romances and loves already and are just lonely and want to spend time with with somebody who they get on with quite well. And there's a lot of affection and respect, but there's not any kind of deep mm. romantic love. Yeah, it did feel that like that a little bit. When we saw a few bits of them together in still waters where they seemed to be, you know, maybe it was just content and happy with each I other's company. I think that's company. fine. I think it's, as long as you both understand that's what's going on, mm. I think that's a fine thing to... Yeah. I, I just especially i also think it's kind of respectful i don't remember what claudia's you know her romantic history is whether she ever had a, a husband or anything but it kind of feels a bit respectful to the memory of of deirdre to sort of say you're not replacing deirdre nobody could ever replace deirdre mm. or val or janet <laughs> but um you know and i res- i respect you for who you are and uh, I think we can make each other happy yeah but uh, do you know i'm also i also kind of when i think about them would say Ken always liked to have the power in the relationship. He always liked to be the the better one in the relationship or, you know, the, the one that he considered to be the, the better one in the relationship because he liked to look down and, and boss about his, uh, his other halves. I mean, he, he absolutely did with Deirdre a lot of the time. Janet, I, I imagine he did. Although she was, you know, she was a bit annoyed that he wasn't going for all these executive positions and everything. But I, I would say that as well, although Valerie was more of an equal to Ken than, say, Deirdre was, Ken still looked down on her. I think, I honestly think Ken is, I don't think he's a misogynist, but I do think that he is one of these men who just thinks that women are a different Mm. species of being. And a species that is below him. Yeah. Whereas, but then you get Claudia come along, who's clearly, you know, been born with a silver spoon in her mouth. She's, she's had all these privileges he's not been able to have. She's had all these experiences and everything. And I, I don't think it would really sit quite right with Ken. Apart from, you know, yes, he's got somebody that he can talk about slightly more cultural things than the latest episode of Love Island, which is probably the level of conversation that he and Deirdre had. Deirdre would have bloody loved Love Island. Did she ever get to see it? It seems like it's been going on forever. She was definitely alive for I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of It. That started in 2002. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know whether Ken really could have coped long term with having somebody who was his superior yeah basically his his superior in terms of class class at yeah. least so and many uh, and, and, economically yeah and i mean we, we saw we saw on the show that it was it was eccles sad demise that precipitated ken's return to the street but maybe it also was he wanted to go back to somewhere where he knew that he would be top dog you know emma killed eccles <laughs> Um, so th- those are kind of the, the minor side relationships that, that Ken had. And just before we, we finish for this evening, God, I this thought... this is a mega episode. It's not really mega. We're just recording it fairly late at night. No, it's been an, going hour an, an hour and a half. half. Yeah, I mean, you know, for, for bonus podcasts, they can sometimes go that long. So we, we couldn't go... We couldn't finish the episode without talking about the big uns, Wendy, Flamin' Crozier, because... And... It, uh, and um, and Denise Osborne. So his two biggest love affairs that weren't married. I would yeah? say so that, that that they would they would be the biggest ones. Um, when... so, so he's got his big five, hasn't he? He's got he's got um, Val, Janet, Deirdre, Wendy, 
and... Uh, and Denise. Denise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some might say that Martha also belongs in there, but I don't know whether that's kind of recency bias. I think Martha and Claudia, you could make your case for those two, but... Yeah, I mean, the, he did move in with a- Claudia, which is more... just slowed him down a little bit. Yeah. He moved in with Claudia and with the, uh, with the intention of settling with her, which is more than you can say for a lot of these other women in his life. Um, but, anyway, tell me about Wendy. Yeah, so yeah, Wendy then. So she she worked in the late eighties on the planning committee at Weatherfield Council. God, I tell you what, what a, what a decade to be in planning. <laughs> the eighties, it was brilliant. I wonder if she. I don't know how she had time to do anything else. At the time, Ken is the owner of Weatherfield Recorder. Oh, what a time to be the owner of a local paper in the eighties! Blimey. Thank you. So, <laughs> Wendy agrees to be Ken's mole. So, because she's working in the council, she gets a little bit fed up of all the corruption that's going on there. So, she's like, I'm, I'm going to pass all the council secrets to Ken and he's going to leak them in the newspaper. And it was basically a very mutually beneficial relationship they had going on there. But it did cause problems for Ken and Deirdre because so Deirdre funny. was also working as a councillor back then. And she's like, Ken... Everybody thinks that I am leaking council secrets to you. You need to tell them it's not me. Who is your source? And Ken's like, I'm not going to I, tell you that. It's the journalist's it's, code. Yeah, basically. I guess he just loves having this secret oh, over Deirdre and looking down on her and saying, oh, I'm sorry. It's bit, I, I wouldn't dare betray that confidence. So Deirdre's like, not having this. Deirdre, Ken eventually says, oh, fine, fine. I'm not going to tell you who the mole is, but I will print some information that my mole has given me that you wouldn't be privy to. That's just even what, more making her feel like she's... Yeah, yeah, I've got a mole and she knows more than you. I mean, he. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, definitely he. I'm definitely it not having a this person. Deirdre is, still gets pressurised by a council boss to find out who this true source is, though, and eventually Ken cracks and confesses to Deirdre... Um, he, he says, yeah, it, it's this, this woman called Wendy. And she says, right, you stay away from her. This has caused a hell of a lot of problems for me over the past few months. And he does, he does, for a little while. Later on um, that year, Deirdre tells Ken that Mike is planning to sell Baldwin's casuals. So um, back in the late 80s, where the... Um, where numbers two, four, and six Coronation Street are now, the opposite uh, opposite there, Mike had his big factory, and he was planning to sell that land on to Morris Jones, the property developer, father of Steph Barnes. That's right, Gemma, I said it before you had a chance to. I know. So he, so um, Ken's like, oh, brilliant, this is a big scandal. Um, Wendy, tell me more goss about this project. Um, and, and so and eventually after more information gets leaked, Deirdre's bosses force her to name Wendy as the mole. Wendy gets sacked and Ken's like, yeah, sorry, sorry about that, but you can come and work for me on the recorder if you like. So this is when um, he starts getting a lot closer to Wendy. Up until this point, I believe I'm right in saying that it was a purely editor and mole relationship. Very platonic business secret secret relationship and uh, and nothing romantic i think but um yeah while she's working at the paper for him this is when things start getting a little bit heavier all those deadlines you know yeah under the exactly exactly she ends up cooking him a special meal one night because deirdre forgets his birthday and that is when the pair kiss for the first time i wonder what the meal was what do you reckon 
Well, was he a vegetarian? At no, 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 point? he wasn't. He's only been a vegetarian in the last five, six years, I would well, say. Well, I reckon it would be venison steak with red wine jus and um, buttered carrots and some um, green beans. Is that what you would have uh, cooked if you were trying to woo Ken back in the late 80s? Yeah. Might have given him a prawn cocktail as a prawn, well. And I'd also have given... No, actually, I'd change it then. Prawn cocktail, gammon with pineapple and chips, <laughs> and then for pudding, a black fries gato. Classic 80s fare. So anyway, despite telling Ken that she's not going to have anything to do with him whilst Deirdre is still completely in the dark about this, um, they, they say they just can't stay away from each oh, other. Animal, and then Christmas desire. Eve 1989, they spend the day together and Ken's like, tell you what, I quite like this actually. I'm going to confess to Deirdre. And so he does. Christmas Eve... He tells his poor wife, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you. And I'm seeing another woman. I'm taking all your presents. And giving I, can't, her yeah, I, can't I can't remember whether he told her he was leaving her or whether he just said, I'm seeing, I'm I'm seeing Wendy. Aff- what I'm, are you going to do about I'm it? I'm having an affair. And if you don't want to ruin Christmas, you keep your mouth shut. And it's all your fault because you're so busy at the council. I've had to seek solace in the arms of another woman. Not so boring now, am I? And she says, right, you're just doing this to get back with uh, at, at me. me over the affair that I had with Mike. Not having that. No. You, you were so, you were so livid, you were so hurt, upset, apparently, when I was going out with Mike Baldwin, and now you've done exactly the same thing back to me. Sling you up, mate. I'm kicking you out. So, um, that was New Year's Eve 1989 and in early so what, 1990 Christmas Eve he tells her and then New Year's Eve she dumps him I, I think so I think that's right she kind of strings him on for a little well, bit you've got this a... is the days when there's only a few episodes in the week remember well also she's like I've got to save this up for a good episode yeah so um, he moves in with Wendy and has to sell the recorder to the Gazette the rival paper oh, because dear. Deirdre is demanding half the profits from the newspaper like she, she doesn't pull no punches does Deirdre she knows what she's entitled to in this uh, in this broken marriage and so he's yeah sorry I've got to sell the newspaper so the, the death of local news in Weatherfield was entirely down to Deirdre Barlow no see victim blame it was entirely down to Ken's wandering Willy. She's ruined. She's ruined local <laughs> news reporting. This is the reason why the council can get away with being so corrupt these days. <laughs> um, well, the Gazette, Gazette's still going as well, isn't it? That's I know, but it doesn't have a rival because nobody else. Yeah, to, it's a monopoly. To... Exactly. <laughs> so um, Ken resigns from the Gazette in March when the editor moans that he's too caught up in personal problems, i.e. the fallout with Deirdre, and then Wendy ends up getting his job, and that becomes a That's bit of hilarious. a problem. Things get a little bit strained between them, especially with Deirdre and Tracy continuing to be a thawed, thorn sorry, in their side. I now, can't believe that Ken didn't defend himself when the editor was going on at him, going about his personal problems. It's like, excuse me, I think you'll find that... I'm Ken Barlow, and half of the things that happen in my life are actually front-page newsworthy. Yeah, exactly. stupid little paper of yours. This editor's probably kicking himself when he realises well, that he's let it? slip through his fingers. Who was it we were talking about the other day that ended up having their affair put in the paper? What, Coronation Street or Real Coronation Life? Coronation Street. Um, it, was, it was Tyrone and Alina. That's it, see? Why didn't Ken go? Look, why don't I just write my life down? <laughs> yeah, and... write my memoirs. And just serialise it. <laughs> so Ken ends up getting into a row with Deirdre in front of 
I'm sorry, Wendy, in front of Wendy's mum at uh, one time, because he has to um, cancel a day with Tracy to meet her. So things are getting a little bit... It's not, it's not working out Not working out so well in spring 1990. He gets a bit depressed. He admits to Wendy that I should never have left uh, Deirdre for you, and he leaves her. Oh. And that is the last we see of Wendy Crozier until... 2012, when Roberta Kerr, the actress who plays her, was invited back onto Coronation Street for a little guest stint in the autumn of that year. So Ken, by this time, is a governor at Weatherfield High, and um, he's surprised to be come face to face with Wendy, who is also a governor there. And um, but it was a, it was a very very short story, but it was um, it lent into Deirdre's paranoia that Ken's eventually going to leave her for somebody because Wendy does. Make re- make Deirdre think that they've started up this affair again. Well, she's kind of like I don't think... toying with her, doesn't she? Yeah, she does, and I don't think that Ken would ever have left Deirdre for Wendy at this stage. But no, he gets drunk one night and ends up staying on Wendy's sofa, and Wendy's like, "Yeah, I've slept with Ken." And um, eventually, well, when Deirdre, when Ken finds out about this, sorry, he's uh, livid at Wendy. He kicks her out of the house and. I think the last scene that we saw of her in 2012 was her just snivelling out of number one, <laughs> realising that maybe she ain't got the uh, allure that she did 15-odd years ago or however long it was. No, less, longer than that, over 20 years ago. And, um, and, and, and now we see her back on the street again. We're in 2022. She's, she's, she's there. She's finally triumphed. And she has triumphed. I mean, she hasn't got Deirdre to stand on her path anymore, though there have been a few nice scenes where... She kind of says, oh, sorry about what happened to Deirdre. I was well, yeah. really rotten for what I did back then. But yeah, uh, she she's won in the end, doesn't she? She's got Ken. Dear me. Well, we'll unless, see how unless far... Unless Martha comes along and steals him away that from her, That would be poetic justice, wouldn't it, yeah. really? And then Martha has to dump Ken. Yeah. Because that's what she did, he did to her. Yeah, exactly. Right, the final woman on our list, Gemma. You, you mentioned her earlier, Denise Osborne. Now, this is a pretty significant woman in Ken's life because she turns out to be... Well, she is the, the mother of Daniel. That's right. Who are currently enjoying on Coronation Street. And... Uh, Denise Osborne, sexy or what? She was. I mean, she was kind of brought in as being like the Elsie Tanner of the 90s, wasn't she? I wouldn't the, go the that fight. far. Well, no, I think that's literally what they I said. I know they did. I know they I, did. I wouldn't necessarily go that far as well, but she was kind of a, a bit of a sauce pot, vixen type of man-eating character, wasn't she? She was the salon owner in 1994. Ken starts seeing her. Not very long after, she is pregnant with his baby. And Deirdre is obviously annoyed now because she... Um, she wanted Ken to come back and also he told her that he didn't want any more kids. Yeah, this was all part of, like I was saying earlier, and during the 90s, Deirdre and Ken kind of circle each other a bit and by this point, Deirdre's ready to welcome him back into her life again but then he gets swooped up by by old sex pot Denise. So, um, she she uh, she's carrying his child, Ken proposes to her and she refuses because she's like, look, I don't love you, I just want to shag you. <laughs> She eventually collapses and loses the baby. But wait, it it's actually turns out she's carrying twins and uh, Daniel is still there. Yeah, yeah. So Daniel Daniel could have had a twin brother. Yep. Denise gets fed up with Ken um, being obsessed with Deirdre, uh, who at this point has now given up on Ken and is going out with Samir. Yeah, much, much younger Moroccan waiter Samir. Tragic, tragic Samir. Samir yes. was probably the best person who's ever been on Coronation Street, morally speaking. <laughs> you might be right. So, um, he, Denise decides to leave with Weatherfield, um, but then Daniel's born, she changes her mind and decides to let, let Ken help bring him up. 
Um, but she does leave his name off the birth certificate and Ken mm. realises that she's taken advantage of him as nothing more than a free babysitter, which that phrase you've written, I've just read out, I find incredibly offensive because you can't <laughs> be a free babysitter for your own child. Well, you know what I mean. Well, I'd imagine Ken thinks that. Yeah. But he, he would think that. He is actually the father of the child, whether or not it says so on the birth certificate <laughs> or not. So I don't know what he's getting on his high horse about looking after him. Denise eventually Ken leaves Weatherfield, rightfully so, because Ken's a stupid dick. Ken tracks her down and, and Denise says, all right, I'll give, you, give it another go. So he moves her and Daniel into number one with him. Then in 1996, it turns out she's been having an affair with her brother-in-law for two years. And a um, bit, bit of a Sharif. Proto Sharif, there, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. An affair been going on for quite a long time. Nobody knows Nobody about it. Nobody knew about it, and we hadn't seen it on screen or anything. So uh, Denise is guilty about this. She proposes to Ken. Ken doesn't know Ken about the affair. Ken accepts, but then he finds out about the affair, throws her out again. And this time she leaves Weatherfield and she takes Daniel. No, she leaves Daniel behind. Yeah, so Ken's left as the, the dad of Daniel. Uh, the single, hang on, hang on. Aging single father. Not an aging single father. Free babysitter <laughs> to his own child. <laughs> Ken struggles with this. But later that year, Denise comes back and she he, she's like, I know I forgot something. Give me my son. Yeah, and that was a really exciting episode because this was when he had um, got back with Deirdre. And uh, so he was in bed with Deirdre at her Somewhere house, else. I think, and Daniel's being looked after by their babysitter. Um, Kelly, was she called? Maybe I can't remember. And and Denise. Well, she was a bit of a mousy thing, wasn't she? She's young. Yeah, she, yeah, she she was young, and um, yeah. And she, she panics when uh, the woman comes. Yeah, Denise comes, Denise around, comes like, oh back. Oh my god, what like, do I, I do? I'm the mum. I can take this kid, and and yeah, she's this, like, oh this, no. She she was powerless. But I'm to the stop free her, babysitter. Really. <laughs> yeah, so she she can't stop her. Yeah, and, um, and so she whisks Daniel away, and and there he stays for. You know, the rest of his childhood. Ken fights for custody of Daniel, but he doesn't get it. Then Daniel gets back in touch with him in 2000. Denise does. Denise gets in touch. I was giving... Okay. You haven't even written Denise properly. You've written Dennis. (laughs) (laughs) So I just thought I was doing... Autocorrect. I thought I was was reading it right because that Dennis and Daniel are kind of similar. (laughs) Denise gets back in touch with him in 2007 after Tracy gets sent to jail. As we mentioned earlier, this podcast. And he's been having... Problems with Deirdre and uh, have, they have a visit. She makes a pass at him. He turns her down. He returns to Weatherfield and then she comes back. She comes back um, you know, five, six years ago, didn't she? As, uh, as part of um, Daniel's who... breakdown story after Ken gets pushed down the stairs. Yeah, this is when Daniel got reintroduced. Yeah. Ken had a stroke and then Daniel appeared at his bedside. Yeah. And nobody knew who he was. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then yeah. he pushed him down the stairs. But yeah, before long he pushed him down the stairs, and then Denise is back. But nothing really happens. Nothing really happened. Denise but... and Ken then. Yeah, but we had a really good story about um, Ken, Deirdre, and and Denise. Yeah. No, sorry, Ken, Daniel, and Denise. Yeah, because Denise, about... Denise Black, who played Denise Osborne, had been on Emmerdale, hadn't she? And the character left yeah. Emmerdale. And there were lots of rumours about oh, is she going to come back to Coronation Street again? And she did. She did. And she did an interview on the podcast as well. I she have to did. say, really, really lovely. Oh, I love it's that still... storyline. It's so dramatic. I, I still wasn't a big fan of Denise. You know, she's definitely not up there with my favourite characters. And um, she kind of sits alongside Janet Reed as the fairly significant but not particularly exciting um people that ken has um had his wicked way with i like um i like denise because she was 
an unusual character in fiction, especially in, uh, I know it's, this is kind of recent history, but like in, historically speaking, being a bit of a crap mum was kind of an untouchable thing, isn't it? Mm. Coronation Street is one of the few sort of shows where they just let characters not be good at being parents. And she was a crap mum. She really, she didn't really want to keep Daniel. She wasn't that fussed about him. No. She took him in the end. And then we find out when um, Ken and Daniel get reunited that Denise just left him for years with mm. like... To raise himself yeah, as a teenager. Yeah. And uh, and it's kind of treated in a sympathetic sort of way. And I guess lots and lots of people didn't have any sympathy for Denise. But um, they just kind of very plainly told her story from her mouth. And you can decide for yourself whether you think that she should be burned at the stake for being a terrible <laughs> woman or not. So I, I kind of respected Denise for not being a kind of cookie cutter. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just always wanted to be a mum. Mm. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I just think that we've got plenty of examples of people like that already in yeah. fiction. And Denise I, I enjoyed, is um, a bit different. I, there are a few things that I remember about Denise that I quite enjoyed. There was an, an early scene where she invites... Some, some randy old men like Reg Holdsworth and a few others up to her <laughs> flat as a flat warming party and they all think that they're going to score. they're going to score with her and she's like no sort of um, and then there's another one where she's getting silent phone calls because Don Brennan becomes a bit of a, a creepy stalker of Denise for a bit doesn't he and that that was that was quite well done but I yeah, do I, I thought I thought she's great mm-hmm. a, a lot of people do she just never really clicked with me and I and I think I was a bit hung up because when I started watching Coronation Street, she was a main character. I didn't really like her that much then. Um, and you Well, know, you were I... always more of a Deirdre fan anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of exactly. Like, yeah. Spanner in the works a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I think that is a pretty exhaustive list of all of Ken's conquests over the years. And, it's um, a bit different from doing it in a chronological kind of way. Yeah, I hope it hasn't been too confusing to anyone that's just been listening to this all the way through because we were jumping all throughout history here. Um, I don't. Well, yeah, I just fancy doing it a little bit different, really. We with, with our with our game, with our with our main char- main ones and less main ones, and yeah, I th- I thought it was quite good. And um, if you, if you actually want to see what any of these characters actually look like, I I really do recommend going onto YouTube and and searching for this old video, this VHS that's been loaded up there, the life and loves of Cam. In Barlow. fact, I'm going to tell you, you could have just watched that in the time it's taking you to listen to this. And you, you could, you probably. About... Yeah, I think if you'd watched that, you probably would have had a better idea. But... If, if you're going in cold. In our defence, it doesn't cover anything past Judy Finnegan. Well, no, it goes up to... Um, <laughs> it goes up to Denise taking Daniel away, yeah. doesn't it? And then so We've everything We've filled you like in is. on a lot more than... Yeah. Also, I'm going to say... And no not quiz. that I want to blow my own trumpet or anything, but I think we're in a bit more engaging presenter than Judy Finnegan was in that video. No offence, Jude, but what the hell were you up to? <laughs> she, she was, she phoned it in for that video. She, she's like, I'm getting paid for this one way or the other. <laughs> so out of all of, she's a professional too. You I can know. get, you can get paid for this gig. You need to sell yourself. I know. I could be on breakfast TV. I think you could actually. I don't think I could. I, I say the wrong names. Person. I bet Judy Finnegan doesn't say the wrong no, names. No, she's pro. Um, so out, out of all of those um, near misses with Ken or, or, or blips on his romantic story, are there any ones there that you'd like to... Any other ones that you'd like to have seen more episodes of, maybe? Or or would like to see return? Um, I'm not going to say... You can, re- you, can wish, you can wish everything 
was different, can't you? Or you can just accept what actually happened. I, I think that, you know, out of all of these, you know, the likes of Peggy Barton, Sonia Price, Sally Robson. Nobody I, 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 has. No, I mean, I've seen little clips on this video. I'm not mega interested in seeing any of the rest. I, I would like to see the whole of the Elaine Perkins saga because we've seen one or two episodes, haven't we, with her in. And then She's there's the clips great. on this video. I'd, I'd like to be able to see the whole of that just because of, you know, because of it being Joanna Lumley. I when, The two things I wish, I wish Elaine Perkins would come back. Mm-hmm. And I wish that Val hadn't died. And I don't know whether I needed Val to be Ken's wife throughout the whole time. Mm. But it, I think it would be very interesting if um, Val was still allow- alive now. And I think their relationship would have ended up being a bit like Kevin and Sally's is now, where they just feel like they're family, but they're yeah. not. They're, yeah, they're not interested right. in, in reconciling at all. They, they've they moved on from each other, but they're still supporting each other. And uh, mm. Mm. maybe Peter wouldn't be such an alcoholic. Maybe, maybe. Just with his mum there. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't... I mean, some of these characters from his early um, romantic history could come back just for the name check because they did that with Marion Lund didn't they that that librarian that he was going out with in the the 60s and then she came back for that that reunion I, I mentioned it in the and the quiz with Ellie earlier and you know maybe they could just bring back some other rando from the 60s just so they can say remember her but if they did I'd want her to be played by the same actress and, and with Marion Lund not that that character is anything to me they had a different actress playing her and it's like what's, what's the, the point, point? What they need to do is win back their Guinness World Record for the longest period of time between an actor performing as a character. Yeah. Because um, Philip Lowry had that. He did. And he then, did. And it's just and been taken away from him, hasn't he? In Doctor Who by, yeah, one, of by one of the companions. So what we need to do... Recent and if Ian McCall's not on this now, I, I don't know what he's doing. This should be his biggest priority. <laughs> I don't know how many of the women that Ken dated in the early days of Coronation Street, the actresses are still alive. That's the well, thing. Well, that's why you've got to get the archivist on it. Yeah, haven't come you? on, Dom. Get down there, work out who's still alive, and get me that record back now. <laughs> Definitely. That's, that would be me. Or have Ghost Val Barlow, because maybe that would still count. Or. I don't know. Set up somebody now for the future. Mm. Do you think they could... So that in a hundred years' time on Coronation Street, we're going to have the baby that appeared in episode <laughs> 10,000. Do you think that there is anybody at the moment who in, in 30, 40 years' time could have the same legacy as Ken, the same reputation as just bedding billions of women? I think we might be surprised at some of the characters that are around now that seem fairly innocuous and kind of almost dull Mm. uh, that will have sticking power. And maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's just, just being slippery and avoiding the acts. But uh, I honestly, I think it's, I've said this before on the show, so it's not going to be a surprise to anybody that Ken is, is only the longest running character because of the process of elimination. Mm. There's nothing about Ken initially that made him special and he floundered for years and he is boring and a lot of the time he was boring 
And there are characters that are like that now. He's boring in an interesting way. But was he though? Because we've seen lots of his highlights, and even some of those were boring. <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't, wanna, I don't want to rag on him too much. But he, you know, he's a legend in spite of himself. <laughs> yeah, you, you, he's not the most boring I'm, person I'm agree because with actually, that. being the most boring person actually makes you interesting. Yeah. In a paradoxical way, but he's not even interesting enough for that. <laughs> I just like he's I, a man who's had interesting things happen to him. Yeah. That's true, that's true. I, I mean, I suppose if anybody could take on the torch of being the Lothario of the street, I mean, why not Daniel? Because he does follow on in Ken's footsteps in so many ways. And yeah. since, since he's been back on the street, he's, he's actually gone he's, through He's some, been with Sinead, Bethany, kind of. He snogged her in the ginnel. Um, uh, we got we got Daisy. What was that? Um, Ki- uh, yeah, Nikki. Nikki. Nikki, the, Nikki, the, 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 the sex worker. Yeah, I mean, and he is still young. So we could well be coming back to in 50 years' time when um, Rob Mallard will obviously still be in the show and saying, well, look at the, the string of women that he's had. And some of them have been, hopefully, long-term successful wives as well. Maybe Daisy will. Tough. Maybe da- maybe Daisy. Maybe Daisy will be wife number one. Maybe. I quite like that. I, I, would, I would enjoy that. I mean, maybe Tyrone could be that. Uh, nah. He's he's had lots of dalliances. A few. You don't maybe, know how long uh, this relationship with Fizz is gonna is. last long for. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that's anyway, enough yeah, of I think Ken. we think we're running out of Ken stuff. Um, I hope I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you found it informative. I said at the beginning of the podcast I didn't want this episode to end up feeling too. Here we are reading some paragraphs that I've written over the weekend, but I still managed it kind to. Of, to do that because it kind of went there a little bit but these kind of ones we often do especially if they're characters that we haven't seen a lot of but um i'm really really pleased with how the uh how the quiz went earlier on in the episode so even if people switched off after the first half an hour of listening to this hope they they got some enjoyment out of that thank you again um ellie Mulvaney, thank you so much for coming on to the show really always a pleasure to, to, to have on. you on here yeah. and um and, and find out what you know about the barlow family tree find out about your heritage girl yeah, exactly. <laughs> so sometimes find out too much. Indeed. Right, that is it then. So um, thank you everybody for listening. We're going to be back early next week with our thoughts on next week's Coronation Street. It's not going to be quite as early probably as um, as it this week has been because we're not able to watch Coronation Street on Monday night because we're going to a concert, aren't we? We're going to a gig on Monday night. And um, so it's going to be a little bit late. So I think we'll be binging Coronation Street on Tuesday evening instead. So it's, um, at some point, we'll see what week. happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but we'll be there. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Hey, hey.